0: dad oh no just mom
1: dad is
0: in the corner like where he should be
1: Talking shit oh my goodness what's up guys
2: not too much
1: i gotta grab my phone charger really quick hang on good
2: evening gentlemen howdy howdy how you guys doing not too shabby it's been 84 years we've been waiting for you
3: well, oh, hold on one more minute,
0: mother. This book, I tell you, every time, every single time, dude.
1: You guys, man, you guys suck.
0: It's never eight thirty. <laughs> man, can you That's hear us without that. the headphones?
3: Uh no, not really.
0: Good. You have to listen back to it then.
3: I won't. Karina will. To what? He said we're gonna have talking. to listen back to the shit talking. Oh
1: yeah, like I said, I'll hear all your shit talking when I when I edit.
3: God, I'm fat and out of breath now. Try not to breathe. I know. I <laughs>
1: out has like... oh,
3: got this new cupcake. <laughs> you bite into it and fucking glitter shoots in your mouth. It's
0: probably not the only thing
3: that shoots in your mouth. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh my god! You say that's icing, but I don't know.
3: Greek yogurt. What you what got you, there in your mouth? Fuck you fuck got like got a little bit of an oral fixation there, Josh.
0: Breaking down a candy cane. So that's sure. what
3: I'm like, they're I'm calling it these days.
0: <laughs>
3: I just see a cylindrical object going in and out of Josh's mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For one night only. <laughs>
3: Let's get this fucking show on the road, shall we?
0: Let's do
1: it.
3: Do down to business.
1: Look do at him. It. Right? Well, I mean, You're ready to go tonight.
3: I figure we might as well get the introduction because if we start talking too much, nobody's going to realize that we've got a fourth person on the line tonight with us. It's and true. that is going to be the one and only Tony Lance. Thank you for joining us, Tony.
2: Yeah. My pleasure.
3: So uh, Tony is a member of the Facebook groups with us. He's actually part of our leadership team. Um, really well-versed um, in Survivor. Like That's your cup of tea originally. Is that correct?
2: It absolutely is. Yeah. I watched it when it aired and then fell off of it for a bit, got caught up. And then during the pandemic, uh, my wife and I rewatched all the seasons leading up to season 40. Nice. Nice. And then uh, if...
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, but you got into the challenge because of a a survivor player, and
2: that's Jay, right? Yeah, so, like, um, the guy who won his season had tweeted out that he was watching Jay's premiere on the challenge, and I was like, I have no idea what the challenge is. So I checked it out, and then during Total Madness, I got caught up on all the other seasons that I had access to, so I was pretty much caught up by the time that the Total Madness finale uh, aired.
3: Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, make a long story short, you, I know you've gone back and rewatched because we've had conversations about it throughout the pandemic and you're pretty much caught up on all the seasons. Am I right?
2: Yeah. I'm missing, I'm missing bits and pieces from like the first 10. Um, but I've got access to them. So it's just a matter of finding time to actually sit down and watch them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: that's honestly like I'm pretty much well-versed to fresh meat too. And then back before that, it's bits and pieces, seasons here and there. Um, And that's going to really kind of show forth tonight. Um, But anyway, so we got Tony Lance. Sorry, guys, that's a long-winded introduction. I just wanted people to get to know Tony um, because he's going to be joining us on the podcast more often, and we're really happy to have you on. Um, Of course, right next to me is my wife, Karina. And then, guys, I know you didn't think I was going to go without saying the beautiful, the bald, the lovely Josh Chambers. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome. Dude, I didn't want you to think I forgot about you.
0: Oh, I know you didn't.
3: I know you didn't. Especially with that god awfully ugly yellow shirt.
1: Oh, now to add that Oh, you mean the this
0: AFC West championship shirt? Yeah, you know. I, I'd hate it too.
3: I don't care. My team sucks all the time, and they're in the different conference, so.
2: <laughs> My team sucks all the time. It's
3: like, it's like you being CT, being a CT fan, and me being a Josh fan, and you being like, oh, yeah, CT. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can't say shit. Like, I'm a Josh fan. <laughs> No offense to Josh. I re- actually really like Josh, but that was just the best analogy. I guess I could go even worse, say, like, Michi or some shit. That, you, uh, you just said
1: the Falcons a big disservice. I'm just saying.
3: Well, they're doing themselves a disservice. Let's, let's be mean, honest. I mean, do
0: it better. Do it better. I mean, they've been there. They had whole, the whole dirty bird, you know. Uh, <laughs> they, they've been to the game. They, they're like They're more like Devin. They've seen the final.
1: They've yeah, that's a good one. Suck, and they're entertaining. You know what? Devin doesn't suck. Devin doesn't
0: suck. You know, like no, no, no. Like,
3: but um, if I was gonna put this to an analogy, like really, because I've actually put thought into this, and I actually I feel bad comparing this challenger to this performance, but I'm gonna say Polly because like just completely badass during all of. War of the world's two ran that season. Same with the Falcons, uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yep. And then they ran into CT and the Patriots in the fucking final <laughs> in twenty eight three. And the rest is there. We go. It's a wrap. God, I I'll, love
1: how this has become like a you know NFL to challenger like comparison.
3: <laughs> yeah, like 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 I said, I'm a sports fan first, so the analogies are always going to come in. So and- that,
1: so then who's Kansas City?
3: Uh Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna say they got it. I'm gonna say like say it. Uh, they've only won one, so I'm gonna say like Rogan.
0: Uh wrong answer. <laughs> I'm gonna take it over. Rick, take a seat. They are West, One hundred percent. They're their number one fan. West West is a huge Kansas City fan. Okay. Kansas City has won two Super Bowls. West is how won how many challenges? Two that's
3: i guess that's a good point that's, you know that's, that's fair. fair you know what
1: i'll give you that west is and city is west there you go i'll give you that thank you i'll give you that yeah <laughs>
2: See, my football what? knowledge only comes from Remember the Titans. So I'm, I'm pretty much out of, out of the mix when it comes to sports, <laughs> if it's not based off a movie that played that sport.
0: Right, We are yeah. the
2: Titans. Oh, sorry. The I mighty, love
1: that. mighty Titans. I like That's what
2: I watch football. on Super Bowl Sunday every year. Like, no word of a lie, we don't watch the Super Bowl. We watch Remember the Titans, and we make Super Bowl snacks and do the whole thing. That's
1: fucking awesome, though.
3: I like it. You should just pause a movie about forty-five minutes into it, and for about twenty minutes, call it halftime. Eat some more snacks. <laughs> go back and watch the rest of it. It'd be like a real Super Bowl experience.
2: There was one time that I actually live tweeted all of the games from Remember the Titans during the Super Bowl, just to be that guy.
3: <laughs> I start breaking down it. the stats. He went. He went twenty-seven for thirty-eight for two hundred forty-five yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> one interception
0: sunshine oh,
3: <laughs> oh that does remind me of that like trevor lawrence and sunshine and nicole z all look alike i mean like <laughs> so right back to the challenge here we go baby all right guys welcome back to another episode of trash talk Roundtable. uh today we're going to be switching it up since we're in the off season we're not even talking about all stars because we missed that train so here we are yeah um, can't
1: hop. can't hop on now
3: yeah hop on on the final mm. Mm. But with that being said, if you haven't listened already, make sure you check out our tech episode to Drop uh, Sunday, so two days ago. Uh, with that being said, we're going to switch it up today. And um, you know, with this last season, we had a really strong rookie performance, and we were talking about it last week and in our last episode. And so we decided that we're going to break down our top three strongest rookie seasons of all time. Um, we've each prepared a list of three. I know for myself, I've got three men, three women. I'm pretty sure everybody else does too. If not, we're going to fucking freestyle this shit because we like to improvise. We, uh, we're we going to be honest. We're going to undersell here. It's probably going to be bad, but we're going to try to over deliver and hopefully we hit that by the end.
0: <laughs> that's me. That, yeah. That, that, like the, You just described me. That's, <laughs> that's my personality I, I, right there. I was literally telling Tony that exact same thing. I was like, Rick and Karina, they come in, they have sheets of paper, they have their phones out, they're like legit ready to go, and I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> Let's do I this. I showed up. I got Let's nothing, up. and then it turns out okay.
3: <laughs> it turns out so okay. I'm hard. Yeah, I
0: love it.
2: <laughs> Look, I'm just, I'm just trying to be mediocre. That's it. I just knew that I was a guy coming on the podcast, so I made sure I had a beard, and I figured that was the only requirement. You're in. <laughs>
3: Welcome I put my hat club. on. You're doing better it's, than both of
2: us. <laughs> well, I so I just went by the animated photos. I figured that was the best way to do it. Best way to gauge how we were gonna make this vibe,
0: right?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, we're inside, so I don't wear sunglasses. So, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, like yeah, I look at the exact same. Yeah, like Ricky, why you're wearing sunglasses? I want to look cool for the pod. Well, we just use the audio still.
1: Still. <laughs> Well, shit, this is going to be a fun intro. What? Huh? What?
0: What?
3: What? Huh?
0: Exactly. Some people say cucumber tastes better pickled. Oh, speaking of
2: cucumber, Tony, what are you drinking? I am drinking a cucumber lime mead from a local uh, brewery. Wow. I'm going to be honest.
3: When you say mead, I instantly think of Game of Thrones.
1: Same.
2: (laughs) That's why I'm drinking it out of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, holy fuck. That is awesome. It's like a chalice. It's a carpenter's it's, cup. It's made by a local pottery place, so it was only suiting that I use this for local mead. That makes sense. I That's like it.
1: awesome. I like that cup a lot. That's dope.
2: You would fill that thing with coffee every day.
1: All day.
3: It looks like it would hold a pot.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a dream.
3: What are you drinking, Josh?
0: Margaritas. <laughs> That's it's like that much tequila and that much sweetener
2: <laughs> and a candy cane <laughs> and a candy cane.
3: Edit that part out, please.
1: <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how you behave over the next two days.
3: Look, I am a gentleman and a scholar, humble and lovable. Said no one ever. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole, Josh. I take a lot of abuse from you on this podcast oh my what, god
0: the last two episodes the previous 20 i did it from you so
3: well you're used to it. taking it as told by that candy cane
0: <laughs> 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 oh my god all right
3: let's stop talking shit and let's let's get this show on the fucking road
0: let's do it
3: all right so let's to start where are we starting well i mean look i think we should um before we jump in and i'm gonna give tony uh first up because he's uh he's our guest tonight and this is again uh, his cherry popped on the podcast so i think we should first go over like what was your criteria in picking who you like what meant the most did team wins lessen the effect Was it less important to you if they won the final and more about their dailies and their wins and and eliminations? I mean, what really kind of played an effect in everybody's decision? I mean, I'll go first up on this. I mean, to me, the most important thing is, you know, did you win? You know, that's, that's number one thing. Look, at the end of the day, we play the game to win, to quote Herm Edwards. We don't play to come in third. We play to win. And so if you come in your rookie season and win, that's a huge plus to me. Um, Next up on that is a combination of dailies and eliminations. Now, I don't hold people not having eliminations in there. Like if they go the whole season and not go into an elimination, I don't hold that against them because the object of the game is to not get eliminated. So you can't be eliminated if you don't get voted in. Facts daily wins keeps you out of going out, keeps you from going into elimination so that's a big key to me and those are kind of like my main three statistics i'm looking for as well as did they make good tv that's fair i'll
2: are uh, tony
1: please yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead
2: i'll i'll kind of hop in on that so i initially was sort of looking at like did you win because really if you're coming in as a rookie the goal is to come into the game win the game but somewhere along the way I decided to look at it more like as did you come in as a well-rounded player rather than was there a series of things that made you get to the end and, and op- optimally get to the, get to the end and win. So I sort of looked more at like daily wins, eliminations or lack of eliminations uh, because like you said, like the, the main component is to try to avoid the elimination um, and make sure that you're there to at least run the final And then um, just how I actually like looked at them as a player. I initially started looking at just my favorites and then I really kind of expanded and went beyond just the people that I like. And I realized that there were people that I completely forgot about and some of them made the list. um, And some of them, like I plan on going back and watching their seasons because the clips that I watch really reminded me just how good they were as rookies. Absolutely. I think
3: recency bias kind of played a real big issue, especially in my list, and you guys will hear that. And I think uh, one thing before we go any further, just to clarify, when we're discussing rookies, we're not using the Inferno rule, which is like two or three or gauntlet. I'm sorry, the gauntlet rule uh, where you got to do like two or three seasons before you're considered not a rookie. We're talking about your first year, your freshman year.
1: Yeah, freshman season.
3: Yeah, so that's all we're counting on. On this um, and I like where you're going with that Tony like kind of taking a more um, outside of the box per, uh, box perspective on this uh Karina what what were you looking at
1: yeah so I mean I'm I'm gonna kind of echo what what Tony said uh you know I kind of Looked at overall performance. Um, obviously, like for a rookie to come in and win their freshman season is obviously impressive, and so some of these you know rookies that we're going to talk about tonight obviously get like bonus points, in my opinion. But I don't think that winning the final is everything, especially because. And, you know, we'll give examples as we go through. But some of these rookies, um, you know, will make it to a final and lose by like a few minutes or something like that, you know. And so to me, that's still super impressive. Or even ones who, you know, may get sent home right before the final or something like that. But absolutely just killed it throughout the entire season as far as like dailies, elimination, social game, entertainment. You know, all of those. So I tried to kind of factor everything into the decisions that I made. Um, And I am going to, you know, just kind of give you guys a heads up. I'll probably have like a couple of honorable mentions because I had a lot of trouble like narrowing this down to three guys and three girls just because there's. like tony said you know you you go back and you start reading through and you start watching clips and you're like dang i forgot about this person i forgot how incredible of a rookie season this person had um and so that definitely made it difficult for me to narrow it down (laughs) to just three and three so but that's kind of what i was going off of was just a a whole picture
3: josh
0: i'm i'm uh, echoing a little bit off of what Karina, I'm glad to see that we're kind of on the same page. All mine, most most of them didn't win the final. Uh, most of them like slayed it during the season, and now they came up third or came up second. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it goes into if you win, you, you're, you're definitely going to be a top notch season, and I or a top top notch rookie that season. And I know that you know your criteria, Rick and Tony, you're, a, but mine's going to be who stood out the most, who did the most, and definitely made a final. And uh, if they're one, two, or three, when they finish, that's mainly where, where i sitting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah.
3: Yeah, I and look, I have a feeling that some of our names, as much as we're defining things differently, at the end of the day, we're going to look at certain things and be like, well, can't really argue that. So right. we're going to have some similarities in there. Um, so deal with it. we'll
1: probably probably have some overlapping uh, rookies named here in our top threes or You know, whatever our honorable mentions, all of that we will probably have some people overlapping. But I am kind of excited to see because I know that, you know, obviously there's like the standard, you know, rookie names that everybody knows, um, you know, who had incredible rookie seasons. And so I know that there's a couple of people that are going to be on all of our lists. But based on how we're ranking these people, I'm excited to see what the differences are as to where they fall on our lists. You know
3: what I mean? And one thing I did, well, two things I noticed one going back onto my earlier statement, as far as like how I'm ranking them to me also uh, doing a partnered season or individual is much more impressive than doing a team final.
1: I agree with that. Yeah.
3: So if you know, and as much as I'm going to use this person as an example, Sarah Grayson, right? Right. Probably for the longest time, considered one of the greatest rookies, Um, seasons ever and she might have made someone's list on this um, because it was such a large team and they won she didn't make my top three and and that's just my personal thing
1: no that's fair
3: so I wanted to put that out there and then so the thing I noticed as far as doing some research on this is one seasons with rookies are not created equally there are certain seasons where there are a shit ton of really great rookies that come out of there. And then there are other ones that are, you know, just shut the bed
1: kind of flops. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then another thing I noticed is how many really good rookie seasons there were where they didn't get a sophomore season. They didn't get an opportunity
1: Facts, or didn't take it.
3: And I'm going to bring this first person up because I didn't, we've kind of talked about our list and we haven't said anything. And this person hasn't been brought up is nor. Yeah is nor on any of your guys' lists. Nope.
1: No, so I had written nor down um just kind of more as like an honorable mention kind of thing. Um but I mean, he really did. Like when you break down that season, he had a great season with Jen. Yeah. And you know, and and it wasn't even one of those situations where it was like where the you know the vet was carrying the rookie kind of thing like he held his own on like every challenge that they did and there were even portions where you know he was carrying Jen and uh you know he he was definitely a very impressive rookie
3: and then uh one final thing is is how having a bad rookie season isn't necessarily uh, a reflection on how your career and the challenge is going go. Because there were some people, when I first thought of this, when we were talking, I was like, oh, bananas, you know? And then you look <laughs> in his first season, he's like, oh, first episode. Never mind. Shit's for shit rookie year. Yeah. And, then,
1: and that one's crazy, too. Our
3: Maria, yeah. you know, and Fresh Meat, too. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First she was up. with Durrell. That's going to be, oh, never mind. They, that wasn't good. Yeah. So yeah. But um, with that being said, let's, let's. No further ado. Um, Tony, why don't you start with your uh, number three?
2: Yeah. So, in response to what you're saying too about like people who didn't necessarily have a great outing, I just want to say that like I'm super pumped for Michaela to come back for another season. I know like first thing I'm going to say is about Survivor, but I was pumped that she was going to be on the show because she was a badass on every season that she's been on. And you see the moments where the rest of the people on the show think oh shit she's really smart and she knows what she's doing we need to get rid of her but that just happened like super fast on this season where it was like right out of the gate everyone was like she's really smart we need to get rid of her while we can and she was out but i fully believe that she's going to come back and have like a much better second season and potentially third and so on um so my third for this one I actually went with Theo Campbell from war of the worlds for my pick. Um, Basically because like he was one of the standouts when I watched it the first time around. And then I went back and watched it again. And like, he won, I think it was something like five dailies and he did, he only had one elimination, but it was against Kyle in a hall brawl. And it was pretty neck and neck. Like he won one, then Kyle won one. And they were basically just like locked in the middle for a good chunk of that until finally like he broke free and got that last win. And then, I mean, he came in second overall in in that final where we had people like DQ'd left, right and center. So he was my, he was my standout for like a third spot finish. And I mean, nothing against him as far as like second or, or first place, but he had only one elimination. And for some reason that stuck out to me, like, despite the fact that I've already said that it doesn't necessarily matter for right. whatever reason, when I actually started looking at it, it was like, no, it matters now. So <laughs> it didn't, That's it didn't fair. matter. Yeah. It didn't matter while I was making my list, but when I was right. trying to figure out first, second and third, I was like, no, you have to go to third now because <laughs> you have one, you did one elimination. Look,
3: you're uh, you're standing by your decision. I love it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I understand where you're coming from on that as far as the elimination, because uh, I have someone on my list that went to the uh, elimination a bunch of times and that really kind of stood out to me. Um, so I dig it. So we got Theo at number three. Did you have a woman at number three or just a guy?
2: So I, it was one of those things where like, initially I was like, I picked one person and then Karina was like, we do a top three. I was like, cool. So I'll pick two more. And then I picked two more. And then we came in and you were like, I got three guys and three girls. Like, okay, I'll keep adding to my list. I've got a notebook. It's full of empty pages. <laughs> Look at you um, pulling so a I, Michaela already. Right. I know. It's right here. <laughs> the, notebook, the list. Full Look, of you're... people's names and what they've accomplished.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's either you're either going to be a Laurel or a Michaela. So you got to make that call right now. Ugh, I'm going to be
2: a Michaela. i'm nice to folk um but i did i picked emmy for my top three uh female spot um because in all honesty like she came in from a completely different game that's played a completely different way in her survivor it's based on votes so that was another thing that i actually did take into consideration is what show they came from so whether they had like an idea of how the game worked and she came in. I mean, she's got like four elimination wins. She placed third in the finals. She was a badass the whole way through. And people like didn't want to go against her. And that's a clear sign. If you've got vets that don't want to go against you, then you're probably a decent rookie. And that was that was my third spot, which I looked at her off and on. But then when you actually said that you had three of each, I quickly made up my missing pieces.
3: I like it. I can dig it. All right, Josh, give me your number threes.
0: I changed it up.
3: Ooh, Is it
2: me and Theo? <laughs> no, I got better taste than
0: that. <laughs> so, I sat here and I was listening to Rick, and I gave my list of who I wanted, and not any particular order. Uh, so I'm gonna go with my number three females. Uh, I'm gonna throw Sarah Grayson in there at number three. Why? Because she won five. She held the record for the longest time for five elimination wins her rookie season. And, I mean, you can you can sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, teams and this and that, but she came in with nobody. She came in there without any partners, without anybody uh, on her side, and everybody who did know her kept voting her in, and she kept coming back and coming back. Not once, not twice, five times. So to have uh, – we've talked about, you know – having the vet support and the the whole house supporting you. This is what we talk about when the whole house is against you and you come back and you dominate. So that's why I put Sarah at number three for my females. That's fair. Number three for the guys. And I'm, they may be on your list, may not be on your list. They did not win, but it's CT. He came in and won the lifesaver more than anybody else. And, yeah, he didn't come in first, but he came in second. And that season, we, he beasted out. And that's where we get our introduction to CT um, before he became the bad boy. Uh, he, you know, he's <laughs> fresh off of World world Paris, and he's just winning left and right. And, Line I mean, the only, competition that, <laughs> the only competition he really had was landed. So that's my number three for the guys.
3: I like it. I think that's a solid number three. Uh, babe, who's your number three?
1: Um. Okay, so...
3: It's about to get...
1: Um, anyway, so my number three for the females, uh, I'm going to go with Tori's season on Dirty 30. Dude, she came in. She didn't have much of an alliance there. Obviously, she had her boyfriend, Derek H., there, which, you know, immediately put a target on their back. Um, Derek was obviously eliminated from the game pretty quickly and never made it back out from the, uh, (laughs) from the redemption house, you know, but she
3: was on that shit,
1: but she was a good competitor. She, you know, held her own in all the dailies. She got sent into elimination. She had all those vet girls like coming after her because she was a good competitor, made it all the way to the final. And yeah, she didn't win, But she freaking killed it in that final. Like, she did really well. And I just, I have to give it to Tori. Um, She's entertaining. She brings a lot to this show. And I think that it was just one of those things where that was true from day one for her. And she's consistently held that. Um, Obviously, she's had, like, good moments and bad moments. But I just, I think that that performance that she gave us on Dirty 30 is definitely you know, list worthy for top rookies.
0: I like it. I
3: mean, look
1: who
0: she was in that final with.
1: And that's the thing. Like, look who she was competing against. You know what I mean? Like, and, and who she got to compete with, like just awesome. And, you know, so I, I definitely got to give her my number three spot for the females, for the males, man, the males, honestly, still to this moment, it's really, really difficult for me to put these in order because I have my top three, um, but like I, it's just it's so hard to choose like what order to put them in because it's just not it's not fair. It's not fair to any of them because all of all three of my top three should be number ones, in my opinion. But for my top three or for my number three, I'm going to go um I'm going to go with Landon because on Inferno 2 for his first season, he had a really great season. And the, and I'm just going to start this off by saying the only reason I'm putting him at number three is because, yes, he did win the season, um, but it was a team win. And and again, I think I said this earlier, or at least I agreed with Rick when he said it, is that team wins just kind of hold a little bit less me personally but you know he went in he had four uh four first place finishes was doing better than the miz he took out two he went into two eliminations and 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 took them out and he even freaking sacrificed himself for you know for somebody down to go into the elimination like he just again entertainment um you know just who he is as a person the way he performed it, it was just he came out of the gate on his rookie season with fire and you just kind of got to give him, give it up to him for that. Lola, I can't even talk.
3: <laughs> I like it. I mean, I, that one's hard for me to argue at all, but I'm going to later. Okay. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my number three, um, God, I'm still on the fence on this one. And it's between Tori's fr- first season on dirty 30 And to be honest, I had her written down and then having Karina go in front of me and say, Tori, I don't want to take the same third.
1: Whoops, my bad. No,
3: no, no, don't be. So it just makes me go with this other person who I was really leaning on. And that's going to be Cam.
1: Thank you. I was hoping somebody, I was back and forth with Tori and Cam.
3: Cam's daily wins aren't really there. I think she had like maybe one or two in Vendettas.
1: She did not have a good actual season on Vendettas. It was just like, and that's why she ended up going in yeah. so much.
3: But she had, I believe, three elimination wins in that one. Yeah. One of which being against your number three, Tori Deal, and yeah. winning uh, in a very physical pole wrestle, if and I remember She correctly. got her too. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: that, it was so, the figure eight one.
3: So that's going to be my number three woman, is going to be Cam. And then. My number three, um, this guy, he didn't see an elimination at all all season that in his rookie season, which I know some people are going to kind of weigh against like what Tony was saying. Uh, But to me, like I said, you can't get eliminated if you never go in. And that's (laughs) the point of the game. And so that guy is going to be Johnny Riley on free agents. He ended up getting four daily wins and came in second place in the final and damn near beat bananas who's
1: yeah, their times were super the,
3: close were arguably the goat. So that's going to well, be my was, number three.
1: That was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. That's fine. That was the, Um, that was the season that Johnny took the record for challenge wins. So like the competition that, that in that final, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't personally, I don't personally like Johnny Riley, but he did have a really good season.
3: So there we go. All right. So Tony hit us with your number
2: two. So my, my number two spot for the men contradicts my number three spot, where I said that the (laughs) only going into the one elimination, put him in the three spot, but there's a reason. So turbo was my number two spot. Um, Now I will also say like part of the reason why I have a lot of seasons that are more recent is just because of how much the difficulty has increased over time. So I didn't have as many of the older seasons in just because if you like stack daily versus daily final versus final, it's a little bit more difficult. So it was, it was harder to give a spot to somebody from an older season versus a newer season. Um, Not necessarily that I didn't consider them, just that they didn't make the cut. So with turbo, it wasn't even so much that like he didn't, have the opportunity to go into an elimination. It was that everybody was scared of turbo because they didn't quite know what he would do. And they didn't know if security would be able to get down to the elimination floor before he ripped them (laughs) in half.
1: That's true. No
3: lies
2: detected. I, I don't know that there's anything that turbo can't do other than finish a second season, but he was like unstoppable.
3: (laughs) He can't handle people copying his walk.
2: I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. So your number two two turbo,
2: I like it. Yeah. Uh, who's your number two woman? So my number two spot is actually Karina's number three spot. So I got Tori for number two. Part of the reason is because she went into that season fresh out of the gate. She got the first heat of that purge. She won the first heat, which means she technically beat every other female there in that first heat other than I think it was like Anissa and a couple of others who also got in um with that win i would like to point out that amanda garcia did not um so <laughs> that may, the
3: that level may be of the pettiness
2: st- i love it <laughs> that may be the start of something i don't know um she has a couple daily wins she i know that she did the one elimination that was i think it was called strip tease with marie where they like you're blindfolded and you have to rip off the patches, like not necessarily a high yeah. like, intensity one, but it's still a weird like elimination that I wouldn't be able to do. Um, ammo oh, Elizabeth would disagree with you. True. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry to interrupt. True. But yeah, None no, no that,
3: it was. You know what? I think. In the right circumstances, I think Marie's not a physical physicality is not the name of her game, but with someone else in that elimination, it gets physical and it's a strong yeah. fight, but it was still a, a entertaining elimination. I do remember watching that. It was pretty good.
2: Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where like a lot of the eliminations, it really matters who the other person is, whether or not it's a completely mental elimination or it's like pure physical. And I did go back and forth on on Tori for the rookie season, just because of like overall, she did only go into one elimination and like she won a couple dailies. But at the end of the day, like she won the first purge that got her in in front of a bunch of other people. Yeah, um, and she did hold her own really well for just coming in, not a hundred percent knowing the game as well as some of the other people that were there.
3: Yeah, no, uh, and she. I think if you factor in like, you know, um, entertainment value, like how good a person is on TV, she made that really apparent her rookie year. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a solid number two, um, which I took earlier, Josh, what's (laughs) your number two?
0: Um, I'm gonna start off with my number two males, just because it's quick and easy because it is Karina's number three. Um, I had, I had, sorry, (laughs) do not be sorry. I mean, I, I've said it before. Me and you are usually on the same page, you know, yeah. hit or miss a little bit. Um, and that's what I like about working with you other than the, the person to your left. Um, I got landed. I mean, y- y- you said it best. There's nothing that you said that I, that I can even add to it. But to volunteer yourself to go into an elimination and winning says a lot. I mean, yes. you're, the whole point is to, to avoid elimination in any way, shape or form, but to do that, to win, to come back and then win your rookie season. Yes, it was a team, but look at that team. That team was stacked. There's you pick any other four people with three male males and one female, uh, you're going to have fun trying to beat that team. Facts. Um, but yeah, Land- Landon is, is a number two. If he's he's top three on a lot of people's list. And, um, but yeah, that's, That's my number two male right there. And my number two female is the other Sarah before she got screwed. (laughs) She came in a lot of obstacles. She faced a lot of bullying her, her rookie season and the amount of pressure that she took from the champs on a day-to-day basis. And for her to still keep coming through and fighting that you're a champion in my book, if you're able to do that on a daily basis, Absolutely, and to keep coming back season after season after having that type of rookie season, you're my number two girl.
3: Like it. I like it. Um, it look, I, I'm going to be honest with Sarah Rice. It was, um, if she, I don't know. I think if that was an, if that was a, partnered season and uh because that was a team team season if i remember correctly
1: yeah it was a it was a team season and Sarah's yeah. team got all the way down to just her and Kellyanne for the final. Yeah but, I remember I mean, that but the yeah. thing the thing about it too is like if you guys think back to that final they were in front and they were out ahead for quite a while quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah and I hate I don't you know the it, I hate to put blame anywhere and it's not necessarily blame but I just want to say like if Kellyanne hadn't have gotten stuck at that checkpoint, they would have won that final. And Sarah And Sarah would have been a champion on her freshman season. So like, I can't even argue <laughs> Sarah being on your list.
3: So, yeah. And, and, and that's kind of the issue. <clears throat> that's the issue with a few of these people. Like, how do you argue against CT's rookie season? Right? Like, yeah. The only real argument you have against is it's not even his best season. But it's a hell of a rookie season, right? I do like how you went Sarah, Sarah, though. So
1: props there. Yeah, that was kind of of funny.
0: I mean, I didn't even have Sarah Grayson on my list until you said something. And then I looked it up because she was on a page that I was looking at for somebody else. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck Rick.
3: She's number you,
2: three.
3: <laughs> she was almost my number two. And the only reason I dropped it is because me and Karina were talking. And I was like, I just, I don't value team seasons, you know, and that's my thing. But I, I we're, had we're her on. Mind. Wait, wait,
0: wait. So if you don't value team seasons, you don't value Durrell's wins?
3: No. All Durrell's wins are team finals. Uh, even though they're four in a row, they were all pre iPhone, pre President Barack Obama. Well, no, I'm sorry. I think his – no, yeah, his last one, Fresh Meat 1, was, um, I believe, 2008. But it was before – I think Bush was still in office. He hasn't made a final since Fresh Meat 2. If you don't – if you're just talking flagship shows, he hasn't made a final. Um, I – when we're having the Mount Rushmore, that's why he's not in my top four. That's why. Someone- I mean, he,
1: to be fair, he did get real close on invasions, and he just he went up against CT yeah. in that rope thing, and yeah. nobody was beating CT at that. Not a damn person in that yeah. whole show would have you, been know, I, that. you know? You know? I know we're not talking
0: all stars. Yeah. And but in the final of our All, all Star season one, Darrell was number one leading that entire final. Up into the last stretch when yes just passed him with less clothes on. So because he understood body heat.
3: Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something right now, and no offense to Durell because he's still in probably my top five. He just misses that number four spot. But both those things you guys just said, um, he got real close and he got real close only counts if you're playing fucking horseshoes or throwing hand grenades. So So finishing sad.
0: second doesn't matter to you. And his four wins, because they were teams, don't matter to you. Got it.
3: Pre, not even this decade, the last decade. Yes. (laughs) You got anything else you want to ask, Josh? All right, Barbara Barbara Walters. Look at him, just so stoic. Oh, my gosh. All right, number two.
1: All right, so uh, for my number two, um, I'll hop over and I'll do my number two for the men and uh my number 2 for the men is going to be Wes. Now, Wes had an impeccable rookie season when you break it down. Like He came in um, with his real world Austin cast. Right. And like they, for whatever reason, were unliked and not wanted from the fucking get go. The entire house was after Austin. And actually, I don't want to say for no one reason. It was because they were all in relationships. Right. You guys, we had Danny and Melinda and we had uh, Wes and Johanna. And so everybody was coupled up. and, And that's obviously a threat in the house. So they were right from day one. And then the house was pitting them against each other in eliminations. So like Wes had to take out his friend, his best friend. He had to take out his own girlfriend. He had to drag Casey through, I mean, what was it? Like four elimination four of the um, what did they call him that season? Um what the F? exiles. Oh my god.
3: Oh god, don't even use that. Just right. say eliminations. The exile sounds fucking stupid.
1: Anyway, so um they got sent to like four exiles, didn't they? Him and Casey? Shut up. You are such a child. That's what I'm they so- called them that I'm season. sorry,
3: but like people... I know it's
1: stupid. People are
3: like, oh, the fucking spy theme. It's so stupid. How many explosions? Like, it's fucking new. Let's send them to exile. Right? It's better I- than the Dude. Presidio. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the
1: Why do they have a different name for the Elimination Ring every fucking season? I don't get that. Like, it's just cool call thing. it thing to do just 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 call it the 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 a re, just pick one and call it that every season i don't get it but anyway
2: it's so you don't know what's coming
1: you're surprised and-
3: <laughs> fucking surprised that they haven't repeated names so much right
1: but um yeah you know so anyway so they had to go through a bunch of those eliminations that season casey continually quit daily uh challenges that season which obviously made it a lot harder and Wes was kind of a dick that season. So he didn't even really have his social game going for him, you know? So it was literally just him like beasting out all season. And even though he didn't win that season, I still think it was one of the more impressive rookie seasons that we've seen in challenge history.
3: All right. So who's your number two woman?
1: Oh, I almost forgot about that one. (laughs) So uh for my number 2 woman I as much as I battled with this one because I I have a personal um non preference <laughs> for this person um but I'm going to have to give my number 2 spot to Ninja. Um she came in she gave an impeccable performance on her rookie season. She was partnered up with Polly. They absolutely fucking killed it that season. She made it to the final and she was the only woman to finish that Um, That final and it was the hardest final of like ever still to this day, probably the hardest final that we have seen was on War of the Worlds. And she, you know, she completed it granted she didn't win there wasn't a first place for girls or or even a second place. Um, But she finished it and she, you know, she hung in there, in there with all those guys and like Wes, Theo, turbo, like, that's just, to me, that is impressive. Whether I like her on a personal level or not, it was a very impressive performance. um, And I think that she definitely deserved a spot. So.
3: I like it. I like it. All right. So my number two guy um, is a repeat of Tony's number three is going to be Theo Campbell from War of the world's, um, the reason I'm going with Theo on this is he was one of the few rookies that season that wasn't carried by their teammate in war. of The world's one Um, majority of the other rookies were carried by their veteran teammate. I think the exclusions were Ashley Kane with cam Theo with Kara, uh, and then Ninja with Polly and then obviously Nani with turbo, but he, uh, if I remember correctly, five daily wins that season and one elimination to get into the final, which Tony brought up was against Kyle in a hall brawl. Now, while a hall brawl might not be Kyle's cup of tea, he's still six foot two, probably pushing close to 200 pounds, um, is an athletic guy, and has been proven to be an elimination beast, especially when it comes to physical eliminations. And then not only that, He runs the hardest final in the history of the challenge and loses by what's rumored to be a couple of minutes after Turbo got a huge lead because of not having to do the food and getting through the math problem a little bit quicker. Right. Um, But just based off pure endurance and physical abilities, Theo might be the most dominant rookie Of all time, you know, I think two is a fitting spot for him, especially for that performance that season and, you know, learned a lot of game with car Marie as a partner as much as sometimes I like to give her shit. She is a veteran and she knows how to play the game fairly well. So uh, that's my number two guy. And then uh, once again, my number two is a repeat of Tony's number three, which is Emmy (laughs) as my girl. Um, Yes. And here's the thing. A lot of this list is objection, object uh, is objective, right? Or, you know, what we think it's, you know, God, I like her a little bit more. I like him. His personality fits mine a little bit. So I give them a little bit more. At the end of the day, men lie, women lied, numbers don't. And the numbers break down to this. She had four daily wins. She had four elimination wins and then runs a final, makes it to the final first in a season that was not made for any rookie to make that final. And she's the only one that makes it. And not only that, she comes in third place in this final against two of the most physically dominant women that we've seen in the challenge in probably the last five years. So that's my number two spot is Emmy for most best rookie season ever. Okay. So, all right, guys. Now what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to run through a few honorable mentions. People that were really close just didn't make our top three. Yeah. Um. Anybody want to jump in with their first honorable mention?
2: I'll start it off. All okay. right. Um. So Leroy was not on my list. Um. And I went back into his stuff in order to put – Leroy somewhere in my top three and in doing so I feel that we absolutely have to give an honorable mention to Mike because Mike is not cut out for the challenge. No, no, no. At all. Like he, he's not built for this. Um, But he actually kind of like, he definitely didn't worry anybody physically, but the other players weren't a hundred percent sure what he could do mentally. So they really didn't want to go into an elimination with him with a puzzle. So he really kind of like saved Leroy's butt a little bit in that sense where they did really well together. They won when they needed to, but then nobody really wanted to put them in because they weren't quite sure that they could fluke a physical elimination against him. And yes, Mm -hmm. they quit before doing the last leg of the final. But as much as I don't want to say that like quitting should be rewarded, um, (laughs) like third place was going to get nothing anyway. Right. And if you get nothing.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
2: Uh, I was just gonna say like, if you get nothing and you get hurt, then you'd get double nothing. Yeah. And he already. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's no winning ever situation.
1: Well, and, 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 and just kind of uh, bouncing off of that from what I remember, and I could be wrong because it's been a little bit since I've watched uh, that season and that final Uh, But from what I remember, he quit on the last day right before the last climb up that last mountain uh, because he woke up like when he had woken up, he was really sick and he didn't feel good. Um, And he was like lightheaded and dizzy. And, you know, and he had even talked to Lee Roy and was like, bro, are you sure? Like, I don't want to disappoint you. And Lee's like, dude, I'd rather us stop now than us try to climb this and you end up getting hurt, falling, whatever. So, I mean, to me, there's a difference between quitting for that type of situation um, versus like, you know, Jay, what's his face from X's 2 that was with Jenna and quit because he didn't want to drink the fish soup, gut soup thing. Or the guy that missed his girlfriend. Well, that guy didn't quit in a final though. That's different. He quit in the middle of the season. But same idea. Yeah, the guy who quit because he missed his girlfriend or whatever. You know, that's different. Like, so I I like that. I like Mike on your honorable mentions. I, I agree with that.
2: Yeah, and, and
3: I, I think uh, I was just going to say real quick, jump in. I think a lot has to be said on the season that is that person's rookie year and the fact that Leroy showed up on Rivals, which was arguably one of the most stacked seasons in challenge history. Yeah. And they made it as far as they did. I, I think that's, yeah, I completely agree with you, Tony, on this.
2: Well, and it's a good indicator, too, in that, like, yes, they quit, but – TJ didn't really give him shit for it. And like if somebody quits and they could do it and he knows that they could do it and they're just quitting because they can't be bothered, then he gives them shit for it. And he like he was like, cool, I get it. Like, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. But that was that like he didn't ream them.
1: Right, right. Well, and I, I don't know if everybody knows this. I know that I've caught this on an interview or two um, with TJ. Is that he's said before that how this typically plays out is that a lot of the time when uh, challengers want to quit or need to go home early or whatever. A lot of the time, TJ doesn't even know what's going on. Production will either just kind of tell him like, Hey, it's a legit reason or no, it's not a legit reason. Ream his ass, go for it, do whatever you want. Or they'll be like, Hey, it's a legit reason go easy on him," kind of thing. And so I, you know, and so I think that that kind of helps determine how hard TJ will go in on somebody is he may not even know what's going on but production more makes those calls as far as like, you know, and obviously this was a more, like I said, a more legit reason because it came down to safety and health. And, you know, you can't really blame somebody for that, especially like you said, with it being third place, there's no prize money for it. So what's the point? No, I, I I like that one.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm going to hop in on this one. Um, So both of these guys were really close to hitting my honorable mention. Are, I'm sorry to hit my top three, uh, but just missed out. And the reason they missed out is because they didn't finish their final. Um, if they finish their final, they might be number two, even number one. Okay. Um, and that's going to be Jordan and Marlon in Rivals 2. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they got, uh, I believe, one daily win, uh, two elimination wins. Uh, one of them being a highly physical one that Marlin on his own pretty much guaranteed to win in So impressive. Um honestly yeah it's physically one of the more impressive eliminations and then if they don't tip that fucking kayak there's a solid chance uh, they finish second yeah. behind CT and Wes in that one. I'm not going to say they're going to win that but they're they're going to They get could pretty- have
1: at least competed on day. Yeah,
3: they would have competed.
1: They could have beaten Bananas and uh, Tyler
3: uh, no, bananas, bananas and uh, frank, frank thank frank. you yeah yeah frank. bananas
1: they could have beat bananas and frank to that boat yeah i, yacht. I agree
3: so those are that's my first honorable dose honorable mention since say we're <laughs> on a team once again highly stacked season and rivals too um there were no real layups in there no. um and actually i have another honorable mention from that same season but i'll get back to that here in a men- in a minute so go ahead karina okay
1: uh so my um I'm going to also kind of do like a dual honorable mention um just because one of them was actually listed in somebody's in I believe it was Josh's top 3 um but I had down one of my honorable mentions as CT season um so again just super impressive he won almost like literally no exaggeration almost every life shield that season um, you know and then went on to the final and came obviously didn't win but just super impressive um but my my alternate uh, honorable mention for this i'm going to give this one to polly um, because I like it. much like ninja you know he came in and just absolutely dominated what
3: he didn't dominate it in his first season his first season was final reckoning he no, was in the redemption house no i
1: know but oh. once they came once they came back from the redemption Slow house I un- yeah. <laughs> I no,
3: understand. Check yourself in those no. crazy fucking eyes. Go back check to watching yourself. TV let and mute you yourself.
0: Finish. Let her finish, and then maybe we'll let you open your mouth. Anyways.
1: <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, like I was saying, much like Ninja, of uh, he came in and he just he had a good rookie season. I know that they got sent to the redemption house. And th- I don't know. I know that they sat in the redemption house a lot, but there also were, was the whole thing of like, it wasn't like everybody had an opportunity to get out of the redemption house. Like they did on dirty 30, right. Where everybody yeah. came in and they competed. Everybody got the chance to compete. It was like, if you got the luck of pulling the double cross or getting picked, then you know what I mean? So it was just, it was, a it, I didn't like the format that season, but once him and uh, him and Natalie came back and made it back into the house, they came back and they won like two or three daily challenges back to back to back. Then they go on to the final and they literally barely lost that thing. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. If Natalie had not ran the wrong way, there is a high possibility that that money decision never would have even came down to Ashley and Hunter. Just saying.
3: So I will give you the fact that politically in that redemption house like that was a big a big pull it wasn't so much like that's
1: the other thing like too.
3: so he did dominate that redemption house i'll give you that yeah and especially politically because he was him and natalie were the ones chosen i think every fucking time to keep coming back
1: correct but a lot of the elimination losses that sent them back to the redemption house paulie held his own yeah. It was Natalie. Like no, the one agreed. where they had to pull the thing through. You know what I mean? Like Gosh. a lot of those elimination losses that sent them back to the house were due to Natalie. It wasn't even due to Polly. Um, you know, so she, killed that, that she killed that
0: ball elimination. She killed that ball elimination though. But yeah, is and th- this
1: is the redemption house is the reason that Polly is not on my top three and is just in my honorable mentions. Um, because I just feel like it's worth mentioning that he did have a good season. He gave us a great opening performance. Um, It just, you know, and even with a partner who couldn't necessarily hold her own in elimination, he still managed to stay on the fucking show. So, like, I think that's noteworthy. Yeah,
3: no, I agree. I'm going to say if Pauly... If Pauly's rookie season was War of the Worlds one, he probably would have made my list. Facts. Because of how fucking dominant. Even oh, though yeah, he didn't the make World the won, final, yeah. you know how dominant he was that season. Yeah. It's hard to argue that. If we were going by he uh, cursed himself. He did. He, and he admits it. If, but if War of
1: the Worlds One his rookie season, he would have absolutely probably been either my number two or possibly number one.
3: I, I think solid number two is a good. Yeah. A I solid, have, yeah. solid number two, not a watery absolutely. one. Yeah. Um, Josh, what's you got any honorable mentions you want to throw out there?
0: So again, me and Karina are eye to eye. So Pauly, <laughs> dude,
3: stop kissing ass.
0: No, dude, Paul I have I have two guys that were right there on the list, and one of them was definitely Paulie. And we talked about this when we when we had the interview with him. And that season had Natalie not gone the wrong way again. And yeah. they own the grenade. They win that fucking season. There's no question in my mind yeah. that if she goes the right way, they kill it. They still get the grenade. They win. Yeah, now, exactly. And I, I I hate the redemption house and I see where Rick is coming from and I get it. But that doesn't that's not a frown upon them. They didn't decide if there's a redemption house or not. Right. There's a redemption house. They owned it. They got back in. They made it work for them. Yeah. And so I went back and forth. You know, I have Pauly and Wes as oh, my yeah. honorable mention. Yeah. And I had – I just wanted to mention Pauly because, again, we're on the same page. Pauly is right there on the cuff of it with honorable mentions. And and West, <laughs> his rookie season, they freaking killed it. They, they didn't win. But, dude, he came out of nowhere – he had an alliance, a strong alliance. They come in and
1: he's four
0: strong. He's four strong. And the next thing you know, he's by himself. Yeah,
1: And he had to and take them still, out.
0: Still makes the final. Yep. Doesn't win. But he watches all of his friends, all of his alliances, everybody from this season go home. And he still finishes the final.
1: Well, and he sent them home. Didn't he send Danny home, too? I know he sent Johanna. And- he, he, he did. Yeah.
0: Can, can I
3: ask a question Wild. real quick? Just your guys' opinion on this? <laughs> if he wasn't such a dick to Casey that whole season, would you rank him higher? Because I would. I'm going to be honest. If he wasn't a fucking no. asshole, I probably would have ranked him higher. I
1: didn't really factor that he's in. Still he, he's still
0: top five rookies. He's still
1: top five. Oh, May, he would have been
3: number three for I, me. So
1: here's the weird part is that I actually didn't factor that into my equation with Wes, but I did factor in the um, you know, the quality of partnership with Polly. That was another factor that I was like even though Natalie yeah. went in and she was losing and keep, kept getting them sent back to the redemption house, even though she ran the wrong way and she was like crying and stuff at the final once um, she found them and and crossed the checkpoint line, you know, he was super supportive towards her through the entire season, no matter what. Um, And he never, like, you never really saw him yell at her, scream at her, put her down, call her names, like nothing like that. So that was something that factored into my poly, but I actually didn't factor that into the West. Um, I don't know why I hate the way West treated her that season, but I don't know, for some reason it just didn't factor in. I think it was just his performance that season for me, just kind of, I don't know, in my mind overshadowed all the bullshit, but he was an asshole that season. That's for sure.
0: He definitely came in like an asshole. Yeah, he did. So yeah,
1: he had no, when so good, it comes, no social game that season.
0: <laughs> and when it comes to the females, um, I, I, I know she's top three or number three on some people's list or just right there. You're too afraid to mention it. But my honorable mention for females is, is, is Tori Deal. Yeah. Um, that, that season, what she had to come in with. Um, the final, who she had to compete against in that final. Car Marie and Camilla are top notch. They're winners for a reason. Back. Um, to, to, go again, seasons again. Right, to go into that final and not only compete, but finish very close to both of them. I mean, I, I don't know the exact times, but what the edit showed us, it was close. It, it, it wasn't a slam dunk win for anybody. We'll, that have, we'll
1: have to ask her about that next time we sit down with Tori. We'll have to ask her what the what the time difference was between her and and second and third place for. Right. Because, yeah, it, it didn't look and you could see her it, like you could see her running with the pack of the like through the entire because I know it was checkpoint time based. Um, so that that's what makes it difficult because at the end she was running side by side with Camilla across the finish line.
0: Right. From so um, what you we know. see throughout the entire final, they're neck and neck and it, yeah. and in my eyes it could have gone to anybody when they, and when I sit there and look at, I was like, I had Tori just from what we saw. I had Cara third Tori second and Camilla first. Yeah. Before they drew those, that's how I had it. And yeah. I was actually surprised, but not really. I was like, it could have gone either way with Kara and Tori. And, but, I like it. You know, that's yeah. that's where I have it and that's where I place her as an honorable mention rather than in my top three.
3: I like it. That's fair.
2: Tony, you got any more? Um, I do. I also just wanted to mention like with Karina, what you're saying about Polly, like with the Redemption House and sort of echoing Josh. Yeah. It's one of those things that Again, going back to Survivor, you get a lot with Survivor with like the random twists and things that they pull. You can't devalue somebody's game because there's a twist in the show that you didn't like. So there's the edge of extinction that they brought in like a little while ago. And it's basically like you get voted out and everybody thinks you're gone and you get sent to this other island that has like nothing.
3: Uh... And then you
2: compete to get back in the game. Yeah, There's somebody who, com- who went out fairly early, competed, got back into the game almost at the end, and then did everything. One individual immunity, got somebody else to give them individual immunity, gave up their spot in the final four to make fire against the person that he knew would beat him to make it to the final. Wow! So it's a game where he really wasn't in the game for the bulk of it, but he still won the game. And you can't sort of take away the win because you don't like how the game was set up. That, and, I, I, that's I, yeah. the, and that's the same thing with redemption house. Like I I'm not a fan of it, but if those are the cards that you're dealt, then that's how you're playing the game.
3: So I agree with you guys on that. Like it, I don't hold it against Paulie that there was a redemption house and that he was in it, but I do hold it against him. that the fact that the only way you can get to the redemption house is to lose a fucking elimination. So you had to go into an elimination, which means you had to either get voted in because people thought you were a layup or you were coming in last on dailies. And then you were in turn losing that elimination to keep getting sent back. So I do. And that to me, is where he doesn't make my top three. And that's why I say if War of the Worlds one was his rookie season, he's 100% in my top three, probably my number two. Yep. But and, and that's just my argument on that. And, and that's fair. But with that being said, Tony, please, your honorable mentions.
2: So I've got two more honorable mentions, therefore kind of isolated things rather than full seasons. Yeah. I've got to give an honorable mention to Priscilla for busting up the VET Alliance. Like yes. It was Love it. a badass move. She did it with a straight face. And yeah, she didn't win the elimination, but neither did Jordan when he flipped the kill cards all at once and went in against bananas. But it's still a
1: badass move. Still a like, legendary moment. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. It's all about the moments. And that is a moment you're going to remember for a while.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: And then um, the second one is more trajectory. And I got it like people shit on her all the time, but I got to give it to Casey like three seasons, back to back to back three finals, back to back to back and a win. Like she, if you listen to her in interviews, you can tell that it's the edit that people aren't connecting with, not the person. And I wasn't as keen on her in total madness, but that's because I was focusing on Jay. And then it was also my first season actually seeing, Wes and bananas play. So oh, yeah. to see them together and then go back to the beginning and see them hate each other and sort of have that trajectory. I wasn't focusing on on like Casey or Josh or anyone like that. Right. But looking at it now, I mean like you can't argue that Casey isn't a badass player.
1: That, Absolutely. No, I I agree. I agree.
2: Yeah. Um
3: So to kind of echo what Tony's saying, I have um, just a few more. Um, I didn't mention any women in my last honorable mention. I want to mention two right now, and I'm sure one of these is going to be on someone's list. Might be in their number one. I could be wrong, Uh, but that's going to be Laurel on Fresh Meat Meat 2. Um, You know, yes, she did get partnered with a champion in Kenny and who's, you know, debatable on top 10 all time i know some people have a certain type of feeling yeah. towards kenny and other people don't so with that being said that's one honorable mention but i'm surprised nobody had this one as their number three and it just i have a recency bias and that's why it wasn't there is cook in fresh meat or in uh rivals too i mean because it's It's not every day that you get paired with a two-time champ, even though she wasn't a two-time champ at that time, Cara Maria, and you're the one that's carrying that team. And so Cook was a total badass and ended up coming in, what, second in that final against Emily S. and Paula Walnuts. Yeah. Um, so that's my other honorable mention.
1: Um, okay, so I have a couple females as well. And so just real quick, again, I'm just going to echo Tony. Um, I also had Casey on my honorable mentions. Um, just, again, just a, a super... She's super, super impressive, especially when you look at her entire career thus far. Three seasons, three finals, a win. Um, You know, she's got elimination wins. She's got daily wins. Um, But that first season and her competing on Total Madness, that was a tough final. She was competing against Jenny West, um, you know, and she finished that final and she went into elimination. She. um, Why are you looking at me like that?
3: I'm trying to. uh, Would she have won that if, if Jenny West wasn't there? Well, did she finish second?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she clear. had to math second. Yeah,
3: or did she? I'm just trying to remember if she got who kicked at the th- math who or was the third
1: girl on on that season. It was
3: uh, it was Melissa. Wasn't Bailey got eliminated because Melissa of got knee. kicked out?
1: So yes, Casey finished. She had to math Jenny West.
3: She had to math. Yeah.
1: So Casey finished.
3: <laughs> that got Josh. I'm sorry.
1: So Casey, um, you know, she she finished second behind Jenny West on that um, on the total madness final and, you know, just super impressive. So definitely going to echo that one. And then my other honorable mention, I had a feeling that nobody would have this person on their list and it wasn't like the most impressive season, but I definitely think that it deserves a shout out. I'm going to give it to Svets from the duel. Like she had, she came in, she had a good alliance set up. She performed well on all the dailies. Um, She went in against Beth and Anissa, beat both of them in elimination. Granted, the eliminations themselves were shitty and the formats were crappy. But again, we can't blame the competitor for the shitty way that the game is set up. Uh, she still went in and she won and then she goes on to the final and she was literally minutes away from winning that final and beating Jody who like smashed that whole season. Right. And so I just think that it's definitely worth a mention. We never got to see Svetlana again after that. And I really would have liked to, I think that she could have grown to become at least a a middle, middle tier to upper middle tier competitor um, and I think she would have been a lot of fun to continue watching to grow. Unfortunately, we didn't get that opportunity. But I do think that she deserves. You know, I think that her season was noteworthy.
0: Now, and that elimination that she won against Anissa, I, I know we talked about this in our interview with Anissa. Yeah, is bogus. I hate that elimination. And so, what's the one against? Because you know, right? But because only one person had to attempt the elimination
1: that. was shit. But you still have to give her credit for it because she used her mind. She called Anissa when she knew that shit was not going to happen. You know what I mean? Had had Anissa thought. I I, I I get
0: it. I I get it. But I'm only saying I don't like the elimination where only one person is involved. I think that elimination should never have been invented. No, it shouldn't. (laughs) And an elimination needed to be head to head in every way, shape or form. Throughout the history of the challenge, but taking that away, yes, she won. It went against Anissa. Anissa was thinking with her heart and not her head, and she even admitted to this that she had a chance to call her out before that, and she didn't. She pushed the envelope, and she ended up costing her the elimination. Yep. so uh, there's exactly. nothing you can't take anything against slut lana at you all you just call
3: yeah. slut lana
0: <laughs> i i no, i can't say the name i greatly apologize lana, of, it's all I good can, no worries
3: <laughs> yeah. um can i hop in real quick it on is? the
0: margaritas so with
3: no. Lana, uh, i'm gonna just go ahead and echo what you all three just said about polly which is don't hold it against don't hold the That's game structure like Karina said That's against what we said her. well, I'm saying it fucking again all right <laughs> secondly thank you for even saying more exactly sh- what
0: we just said
3: secondly you, otherwise skip. you're gonna miss you're gonna miss this fun fact Josh shut the fuck up before you miss fun fact that you Go probably ahead, didn't Bayless, know about I apologize. oh
0: by the way, Dallas won tonight in case you didn't know skip
1: Rex gonna walk out.
3: No, I'm not. I'm just gonna wait till he shuts the fuck up so I can say what I was gonna say. <laughs> Did you know that Svetlana filed a TPO against the lead singer of Incubus because he said she said he was stalking her? Yes, I heard about that. They went to court. He never met her in his fucking <laughs> he didn't life. Didn't know who she was.
1: Anything? So it's a funny story, guys. Go Google it. Yeah, sure. go look
3: that up. What's going on um, with Svetlana?
1: So in anyway. Your head. aside from Svetlana, my last honorable mention that I want to throw out and I'm happy nobody else brought it up. So I'm going to take it. I'm fucking shout outs to team San Diego from battle of the seasons in 2012 because all four of these guys came in like hating each. Well, no Zach and Frank were like friends and like besties the first couple episodes, but then like by about middle season, like that freaking turned. Um, And they all hated each other. They fought all damn season. Uh, You know, they were sent into a couple of eliminations. They, you know, I I think they even won a, a daily or two. But anyway, just the fact that they had the team dynamic that they had, which was absolute crap, but they were still able to pull it out, work together, make it to the end and win that final. I just think that it's noteworthy and they kept their team together the entire season like they didn't get along at all but somehow kept winning eliminations managed to win the final managed to keep all four of their team members there the entire time i just definitely think it's worth a shout out
0: what what season
1: was that again i believe that season battle 20, of the
3: seasons Um
1: 26 20 because 21 battle is of rival. The seasons and yeah, who battle of won battle of the, Se- of the seasons San Diego. Team San Diego. They it was did. Zach, Sam, they
3: did. Ashley
1: Kay, <laughs> and Frank, and they were all four rookies that season. So, um, so I definitely think that you know that that's definitely worth a shout out. I
3: can't believe nobody gave a shout out to Fessy. Made a For final what? rookie season. Beat a goat in elimination. Just putting it out there.
0: He he was. So did he
2: win in elimination? A goat, Jordan. Who? He built, he beat Jordan in a pole wrestle. Beat Jordan in a pole wrestle. He beat
0: somebody in a one handed. Oh, come on, dude. Get out of here. Dude, don't fucking say wrist. the
3: one-handed. I hate that fucking argument because it's bullshit. Dude, it's only dude, seriously, It's it only it's a two two only a handy No, no, no. Hold on. Hold no. on. It's Get only it. a fucking no. handicap dude. when Jordan loses. But when he fucking wins, no. all of a sudden he's, "Oh, he's even better without it." It's not the fucking same, dude. If you beat Jordan, no. you beat Jordan.
1: Having a rope wrapped around your arm you- and in between your legs is a hell of a lot different than trying to hold on to a bar with one fucking he
3: hand. He still be fucking josh on a rope pulling <laughs> on a rope
1: where he could use his entire body. How the fuck is he supposed to wrap a tiny pole around his body to, to beat Dude, Fessy? you're going to lose this it's conversation different. and
0: I'm here
3: I for I don't it.
1: you are it is different.
3: He Fess. still won an elimination and made a final and finished in
1: Yes, he did. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm just, saying. just I'm saying, No, I'm sport. just I'm just saying Okay. No, I think
2: The one thing that I have ever seen jo- that it's been a detriment to Jordan to have the single hand is when he was partnered with Sarah and they had to do that stupid thing with like the twisting the ball with yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the baseball yeah because he, is, yeah, get yeah. The, he has yeah. to
1: use his hand for and that's what i'm saying like holding on to the bar that little bar for pole wrestle is different than than be, than having like the rope challenge against Josh where he could wrap it around his forearm and is and wrap it in between his legs and use his legs and shit too like it's so different to me and he's, he, he,
0: Bessie in his rookie season. Get out of here, dude. I'm just saying. Not even close. You can put him on That's your list. That's why he's not list. on anybody else's list. I'm just list saying. He had just as good
3: a freshman year as Casey did. I mean, Jay took out CT. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In his That's, rookie yeah. season. Yeah. And, I mean, he if took it. he would have made the final, he would have been an honorable mention.
2: If he, he wouldn't have been, been he ground been into the floor Bessie. by
3: Rogan.
1: Yeah, yeah. and if Rogan hadn't have tried to kill him. So all right. So on,
3: real quick, and you can edit this out just. I just want to ask your guys' opinion on this. Do you consider <laughs> War of the Worlds two Rogan's rookie year, even though he was only on
0: Vendez, Vendez
3: <laughs> for like 20 minutes? Yes.
0: Yes, because he was unable to finish the very first thing. He the is the very first still daily, a yeah. rookie. He's still a rookie his following season, only right. because he didn't finish the very
2: first thing that was asked of him, I consider like that, that to be an, a, the equivalent of like a purge though. Like, yeah. <laughs> of,
3: he medically DQ though. Yeah, inability to back.
0: finish the
2: first yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: You know, I, and we've had this discussion and I, and I'm glad there's somebody else involved when, when it comes to, to labeling people, rookies, if you finish or you're able to finish everything that's asked of you, like your very first perch the way that they opened that I loved it. But if you weren't able to even medically finish that you, you might as well not even been.
1: So as long as compared they finish,
0: to a, competi- a competitor, but you know, on the screen. wasn't able to finish it.
1: So you're saying as long as they finish the first daily challenge, then that counts as their rookie season. So if they get okay, sent home so- episode one, they lose the first daily challenge, lose the first elimination. They're sent home. Next season, are they still considered a rookie to you so, or are they? When,
0: when, when I talked about this before and I've defined it before is if you made it at least past the third episode, like this is where I sit with Corey and You guys know how I feel about Corey. And yes, I'm bringing him up on yet another podcast. I um, you
2: to. It's a rookie podcast.
0: He's out episode three. Yeah. The f- what he was able to do in those three episodes and those eliminations, the fact that he demolished everybody in that very first episode in that elimination and carried them, yes, people know of him. Do I consider him a rookie going into his second season? I'm on the line. I'm on the fence 100% only because it was only three episodes into a six month show.
3: (laughs) So here's my theme with him. He won an elimination.
0: So he's no longer a rookie. Right.
3: So here's my theme with it. Um, The only reason I'm on the fence with Rogan is because he did not even finish that daily. He did not make it to the finish line. And that was the very first, very first thing to me, bananas, as soon as he finished that first daily on the duel, he that's his rookie season. He finished the first thing. He went into an elimination and lost. Even though he was out the first episode, that's his rookie year to so me. So
1: second yeah, and then second season yeah. back, it, he's Rogan, no
3: longer a rookie Rogan's tough for me because like I said, he doesn't even finish. It's like he might fair. as he might as well have been an alternate at that point. And you that's know what fair. I mean? So if, I mean Mi- if, that-
0: if Michaela and Renning come back, they're no longer rookies. No, so, if Michaela finish. comes back,
2: she's no longer a rookie? Because Renan's not coming back.
3: No, yeah, Renan's, Renan's not, not coming, coming back. back. No, no, to me, she's not. She finished a daily. She did an elimination and lost. That was her rookie. It's no different than Johnny Bananas. That's to me. fair
1: that's fair and that's kind of how i see it personally
3: yeah it's just rogan Rogan because i I
1: feel like i feel like if we start getting into like you know okay here's the standard but if you if you did yada 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 you met xxx requirements and you kind of know what you're doing then you can be considered a vet on your seconds like i feel like that's just kind of and then there's there That eliminates having any sort of like standard among the fan base as to what identifies a rookie versus a vet. I think like on a personal basis, like I do analyze like people's experience, um, how they performed, how well they handled the house and all of that stuff. When I'm like in my head thinking like, oh, this person's a rookie or this person's a vet, but like to put it down on paper I yeah, I typically go with if you finished the if you finish the first daily or the first elimination or whatever from your first rookie season, like that's it. When you come back, you're no longer a fucking rookie and you better have learned something from your previous season.
3: Yeah, like to me, Rogan, uh, to put a sports analogy on it for football, was looking at Josh's shirt, and just thinking about it is like if if Patrick Mahomes got injured in pregame warmups on week 1 of the regular season of his rookie year and then missed the whole year when he came back that next year he'd be considered a rookie because he never played a game that first year so that's how I kind of look at it with Rogan. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm glad we, we had that kind of talk and
0: kind of figured that out. I, I agree with the Rogan situation, 100%. And, okay.
1: and, and in that case, then, like, uh, throw Rogan on that honorable mention yeah, list for absolutely. me, dude, because, you know, if we're considering World War of the Worlds 2 as his rookie, his technically his rookie season because he didn't even get to medically complete uh, vendettas, then, like... He fucking came in and he won, you know what I mean? And he carried that that UK team through a lot or helped carry. I don't want to say he carried them, but like he was one of the leaders on that team. He definitely wasn't, you know, one of the ones that was getting sent in and sacrificed all the time. You know what I mean? Like he was valued on that team and ended up being the only Brit left on that team at the end. So.
3: I don't think he would have made my top three, even no, if we had this discussion. Mention. But yeah, definitely honorable mention. And But let's get into you know, our
1: number yeah, ones because I want to debate some of these.
3: All right. So, Tony, let's hear your number one.
1: Wait, really quick. Are we starting with number one males or number one females? Because I honestly, like, I have a feeling that our number one males might all
3: let's just go, be the same. <laughs> let's
0: just go one male. Nobody's got two. my number one. I guarantee it. One okay. male i will right and then we'll go now. to the
3: next person, male, female. So, Tony, who's your number one male and then your number one female?
2: So, I had initially done top three, and I didn't split the male-female. Right. So, West was my number two spot. And by proxy, when I added in the top three men, top three women, he ended up at the top of the pack. Um, right. We've already really talked about why he's on everyone's list in various spots. So, there's not really much point in getting into it any further West other than the, the fact, yeah like <laughs> and the only thing that i wanted to mention was the reason that i didn't factor in his attitude is based on the jordan principle and what i mean by that is he was a dick but he could back it up throughout that season and right. m- much like jordan can be an absolute dick but he can back it up because he's jordan and that's sort of that's why i didn't really put him any further down because of it. And then just by nature of the beast, he ended up my top male. As far as top female, I picked Cam for her rookie season. I love it. And a couple factors that went into it. She came in from a dating show and it was before she was really starting to train. So whole new game, whole new dynamic. She was not once in the Troika because that's a thing they decided to call it that season. (laughs) which (laughs) whatever. Um, Um, But she did well enough socially to not be in every single time. She's also the only player to go against two mercenaries. She went up against Tori in a physical competition right after arguably one of Tori's better seasons. And she went up against Ashley as her other one. So she went up against like two very solid competitors yeah. And they were the mercenaries. At one point, I think when she went against Ashley, she actually said like, they have to bring in people from outside of the game in order to try to get me out at this point. Yeah. And then <laughs> the last one that she, the last elimination that she was in, yeah, you know, like, yes, it was against Natalie, but it was like, Natalie's a gymnast and Natalie's more minute and like compact than Cam is. And it was all about agility and it was those stupid wires. And Cam like, lapped her basically
1: he did yeah
2: natalie got flipped upside down and got stuck and cam got flipped upside down and just kept going and she rang the bell and got natalie out of there and i mean ultimately she got cut day one of the final um i think nicole dq'd and then
1: yeah cam
2: just like had to do nothing for the last I challenge.
1: Think, didn't Cam get stuck um having to bury the log or something like yeah. that? Was that she, on that? Challenge? Yeah,
2: she she ended up.
3: Uh, she was in last in that endurance portion at the end and right. had to bury that log because Nicole Z got injured and um so it came down to Kayla, Cara, Zach, and who was the other guy in there? I want
0: it. Was it Kyle or was
3: yeah? It, it was
1: Kyle. 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 Cam yeah.
0: Got, Cam got stuck by the cart.
1: Yeah, she so got, Ilo. got yeah, yeah, the high low cards, and then and then uh, Melissa made her bury
3: a log. Yeah, yeah, made so. her bury a log. I love it. <laughs> oh my
1: god, yeah. so she was my number song one song spot, crazy. not number two. I right. love it. I, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Delayed there, I love sorry. it. Uh, all right, so we've got uh, so Tony's number three is Theo and Emmy. Number two, Turbo and Tori. Number one, Wes and Cam. Josh, let's get your number ones.
0: Oh, my number ones probably shouldn't be number ones, but (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't care if you finish first. I don't care if you win your rookie season. It's all about what you do in your season to be remembered and the fact that you actually made the final. So when it comes to females, I have Laurel. Laurel is my number one rookies. Uh, When it comes to fresh meat too, she just killed it. She was matched with Mr. Beautiful and she made him look bad. So you're coming in your rookie season and you're making somebody like Kenny look bad. Yeah. You're something to be remembered. And yeah, they didn't win, but they were in that final. It was their final to lose. And yes, they lost, but she and, she carried that team, and she made yeah. Kenny look bad. And that's why she is my number one for for females rookies of all time. Love it. Now, when it comes to the males, nobody's mentioned this person in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form, not even a whisper. Did he win? No. Do you remember his name? Yes. Is it for his rookie season? Maybe. Maybe it's for other things. But he is... Very, entertaining. And when I say that, and if you don't think Mike the Miz Mizanin, something's wrong with you. He is my number one male rookie season for all of those reasons. It, he he came in, made himself known, freaking competed, and he was on Battle of the Seasons, and he wins. What was well, the very last thing he won? The handsome reward because he's so fucking handsome like me so i like the Miz. i like everything about the Miz. i like the fact that he came in made himself known and he is a fighter and he made multiple multiple finals and he is a finals champion and he's gone on to be the most recognized intercontinental champion ever in the wwe and that's why he's my number one (laughs) debatable fuck
3: uh, Bro, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are both more recognizable intercontinental champs. So there's your first fucking uh, okay.
0: Uh, I, Oh, Okay, I'm sorry. God. He's held the belt longer than both of them multiple times. So sit down. Uh,
3: you didn't say who's held it longest. You said who's the most recognizable.
0: The honky tonk. What? What? He's held it longer than both of those that you mentioned.
3: Okay, that's great. But, but you didn't say who held man. it. You didn't say who held it the longest. You said who's the most recognizable. And both of those guys are both more recognizable than The Miz.
0: Any, you which guys one going, of them have their are... own
3: reality TV show? Which one of them no, have their own a documentary?
0: No, The Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring doesn't count. No,
3: Everybody I'm talking about that. the whole thing about the Hart Foundation, where they did the Montreal screw
0: job. Okay. And that's only because of who? Stu Hart. All right, let's go. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my God. Karina, We're going to talk one? about the Dungeon? We're going to go way back. I can go way back.
3: Ken Shamrock. Number one.
0: What um,
1: the fuck? Get out of here. Oh, my God. Anyway, Anyways,
0: those um, are my Laurel and Mike, the Miz are my number ones.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. And, um, you know, so that that actually leads me right into mine. So my number one is also Laurel uh, for my women. Again, just literally one of the most impressive rookie seasons because, yes, she was she was partnered with Kenny. No matter how you feel about him, he was a good competitor. He was, uh, I believe, a multiple time champ by the time he was partnered with Laurel. Um, If not multiple, he'd at least won his first one by that point. And like you said, she she made him look bad, you know, and he even said that you know that she was making him look bad because she was performing better than him um and there were a few times that she carried their team and i also just wanted to point out because i noticed that it didn't come up when you were talking about laurel before um is in that final where they lost to landon and carly as landon was um you know standing behind carly and pushing her up that mountain Kenny and Laurel were in frame behind them on the mountain. Like they were not far behind. They did not lose by much. It was like kind of that one of those situations, like Tori said, like they production can't hide it at that point as to how close Kenny and Laurel truly were to finishing you know, literally right behind Landon and Carly. Um, And obviously Carly not being able to get up that mountain and Landon again, literally having to push her, stand behind her and put his hands on her ass and push her up that mountain, you know, contributed to, you know, allowing Kenny and Laurel to get closer. But they did. It wasn't like they lost by a lot. You know, and so it just everything she did that season was super impressive. Um, and then on top of that, she fucking continued that like it wasn't like she was a like a one hit wonder or a one time, you know, awesome, badass rookie. Like she came in, she had her badass rookie season, and then she continued to perform that way and dominate on every season that she returned to after that. As for my men, um, I have a feeling or I had a feeling that we would all kind of have this one, Um, but I have to give it to Turbo. Um, I know he didn't, you know, he managed to escape the elimination process, which to me is fucking impressive because in all honesty, that's like kind of part of the game. That's like kind of the idea is to not go to elimination. Right. So He did that. He came in. He won one of the hardest finals that there was. And, you know, he was at a bit of a disadvantage because he'd never really seen the show. There was I believe there was like numerous times that uh, Nani had to explain just simple, basic things to him and like really break it down because of the language barrier, because he'd never seen the show before. Um, and he had no kind of experience with these people around him. And so for him to come in with that big of a disadvantage, but still be able to just absolutely dominate physically to the point where he didn't have to worry about an elimination. He didn't necessarily have to worry about having alliances um, and still manage to win the season. Like it's just, to me, that is super fucking impressive. And, you know, obviously there are so many different stories and rumors about whether or not we would ever see turbo again. I don't think that we will, but I am still like wishing on my lucky star that we will one day get to see turbo come back and compete, you know, and, and see if it was like a one time thing, or if it was just the people he was competing against, or if he really is just that fucking physically dominant. So those are my number ones, turbo and Laurel.
0: (laughs) I like it.
3: So um, no point in me really going in depth on my number one guy because Karina just did. It's turbo. Sorry. Look, we can sit here and we can pretend that, you know, like winning's not that important. It's not the most important factor, but you don't come on the challenge to come in second. You come on the challenge to win. And when you come on the challenge and you win in your rookie year on the hardest final ever in the history of the challenge
1: still to date
3: to date still the hardest final ever and you win i don't see how you argue against that being the number one spot so that's what i have to say about that and then my number one woman uh female rookie season is going to be none other than bamber amber borzotto or Borzortro. i can't borzatra you know what let's just say amber b Bamber. bamber yeah look She uh, gets partnered up with Darrell, who's a vet in the game, kind of shows her the ropes. She doesn't make a lot of noise. Honestly, I had a hard time putting her at this number one because first half of the season, she was not entertaining at all. She was furniture. Let's be honest. Yeah. But in the second half, once Darrell got eliminated, she actually had to go out on her own and make some moves. Um, She ended up getting sent down into the uh, elimination ring twice, Won both of them. One, I think both of them were hall brawls, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, different different versions, but both of them, yes, were hall brawls.
3: And then she also had a daily win. But more importantly is at the end, she won the fucking final.
1: And she got free Burger King for life. What? Boom.
3: So. Upper sandwiches. I could beat
1: that. <laughs> look,
3: Sarah Grayson won a final her first season absolutely and there's quite a few other women uh, carly you know one fresh meat two rookie year but you know what none of those women won burger king for life <laughs> so that I is the reason right there that amber b is going to be my number one female rookie season of all time I love so it. with that being said since we've got these number ones out let the games begin let's start debating so who wants to go? All first? right,
1: let's go. Well, let's freaking start with Josh because he was all over Tony's number three.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's hear. Let's
1: hear your Theo so, debate, bro. It, yeah, it, it, if, was,
3: you're gonna him, if you're going to argue him, if you're going to argue him at three, you have to argue me at two because I've got him above him.
0: Uh, again, I told you earlier, you both are trash for even having him on your list. Why well, right. that up? Right. So again, this is a trash talk round table. So when you talk about Theo, he's up there. Do do not get me wrong. To have him at number two is fucking ridiculous. When you talk about all rookies all time, come on. He needed help in the final to get past the math equation. If he doesn't get that help, he does not beat OG West. He comes in third, plain and simple.
3: He still comes in third, but in third, the hardest final ever compared to your number 2 Landon who does win his final but wins it on a team doesn't win an individual final it's a team so final
0: somebody who wins on a team is lower than somebody your who argument comes in is- second who needed help to get your second.
3: argument is God he needs is help? He needs help to get past the math. Landon needed a whole fucking team to win. He didn't win on his own. He didn't even place Kara, anywhere on his who own.
0: Who is an all-time number one list on the Mount Rushmore? Could not finish that final, and there was no one near her to even help her at that point. But Theo needed help.
3: Okay. So is, is so does Emmy's elimination not count because she got help? I mean, how many times did Wes
0: get help? You with have eliminations? said that. You have said that yourself. We have we got documented voice of you saying. <laughs> uh, she needed help to win. So no,
3: no, no! I never said that. that. You said that. I,
1: I said that. I've never said I think that. We
0: all
3: said that. No, I did I not didn't. say anything. It Tony was either. a discussion. Yeah, Tony didn't say Tony anything. Tony was like,
1: "I didn't do anything, guys." No, so, uh, yes, because in have my personal belief,
0: talked about it. Where if you needed help to pass an elimination, which a lot, if not the majority, have had help in the That's, eliminations. How many people have helped each other in a final? Especially I mean, he, the hardest final ever, only one.
3: Okay, but look, I'm not gonna hold anyone helping anyone because, like you just said, everybody gets fucking help, and even if they don't nah, help no, them in the final, they fucking cheat off other people's puzzle boards. Yeah, and that's helping in we, another way.
0: <laughs> We've seen <laughs> people try to cheat off of fucking puzzles and still be Well, enough. Look,
3: that's that's their own ignorance and that's their problem. But it's nonetheless. <laughs>
0: Not again, even again This is oh my, my reasoning for not having Theo in the top three. He needed help to finish that final ahead of the OG like Wes. If he doesn't get that help, I don't think he finishes above him. And I don't think he finishes above Ninja. I think he comes in fourth.
3: But he didn't. That's a lot of ifs. And uh, if ifs were a fifth, that's all not a drunk, whole lot of ifs. He
0: did not, he needed help to finish that final. The other two didn't. There's not a whole lot of ifs there,
3: but he did finish second because he, he got help. Still finished second. Yeah, they did need. So Landon never got help.
0: Did never he had, had help that season? that
3: he never had any help With that rookie team. Season.
0: With his team,
3: never had any help. Did it all on his own
0: outside of his team. No.
3: Okay, so he had help.
0: Stop outside putting a caveat. Team? No. Why?
3: Did somebody help him? You want
0: to compare a single. Final to a team final, you can't. That's apples to oranges. You have no argument.
3: I have a very strong argument that a singles eliminate or a single season in a singles final is much more difficult than running it with six other people.
0: I get that, but when you're comparing helping your teammate to helping an opponent, who helps you? Totally different. Turbo told him the answer. Yelled it back to him multiple times. It's documented on that season. Okay. So,
3: Turbo still won though. So, I mean, like, exactly. It, it, so he, but so he helped a the guy,
0: Theo, he does. Theo doesn't come ahead of two other players that when they went up there to answer it, answered it their first time and Pat went on.
3: And if, if Turbo Theo doesn't, doesn't get
0: the help by Turbo, he doesn't finish before Ninja and Wes.
3: Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The amount of time that he made up in his running alone—he barely beat Wes. I don't know how you can say he barely beat Wes, because that end part they ran them all together at the end. Unless I'm not remembering something correctly.
1: Um, I don't, I don't remember how they started him on that final run, but I do know that Theo and Turbo were running together, and then they got about like halfway up the beach or whatever, and then they were like three, two, one, let's see who can get there first, and then they took off racing each other. Obviously, Theo beat Turbo across the line, but Turbo ended up
3: with the better with time because of the Time, yeah, yeah. overall because time, the, the uh, yeah. eating and stuff, yeah. And that's another thing is that Turbo never even well, had. I don't that. think
1: I don't think they even tell us the times. Like they didn't. I don't think they ever even like no. it, 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 indicate how far apart these three guys and even Ninja finished from each other, um, with their overall like checkpoints and stuff, which. You know, I just I just want to say really quick that that fucking irritates me. I do miss that from back in the older um seasons when they would show like the finishing times as the teams finished, you know what I mean? Like when they got out of the water or like whatever, um, they would show what their times were and they would talk about what the time difference is. And even like an invasion, you know, TJ made it very clear, you know, second place Nelson lost to CT by two minutes and 22 seconds. Um, You know, and so like, I like knowing the time differences. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Right.
0: And the first time that I really had a problem with that was dirty 30 when you have, Tori. Yeah. Kara and Camilla. Had we seen their times and had we seen everything? Because again, when you're watching that you could have flip-flopped Tori and Kara and nobody would have said anything.
1: Well, and see, and here's my thing. I get why they don't put the times up anymore. Like they want to leave the suspense for the audience. They want us to not know, But it's kind of similar to like, uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but if you watched the global reports and the aftermaths from season 37, they at the beginning when they were doing like those secret votes or whatever, um, on the aftermath, they would reveal who each person voted for, right? Um, right, right, right. And so, like, why can't we do it like, you know, kind of like that? Like once the episode airs, release mm-hmm. the times just so that the fans know, you know what I mean? You don't have to tell us while the sh- the ep- before or while the episode is airing. But like after it's done, like release a stat page on IG or release it on the aftermath show or, you know what I mean? Like something just so that we can see what those time differences are, especially in a final like that, because. I don't know. It's just I I think that it would it would sit better with the fan base and it would debunk a lot of the, um, you know, conspiracies about producers changing times and stuff like that to suit who they want to see win. I think it would help that and it would debunk that a lot if they would just give us the fucking times.
3: I I echo that thought. I mean, like or even at the end of like if it's a two day final and they split up into two episodes, like the end of day one. You put the times of what everybody's day at yeah. the end of the final, right? At the, end of, at the, the end, end of the episode, and then at the end of the second day of the final, when you you announced the winner, and everybody's all right. You got then second, you got boom, third. Boom, boom, boom. You know, like right. after like spies, eyes, and allies. After they give the money, then they show the time as like the closing
1: as the closing credits. Yeah,
3: even, or exactly. something like that. Because
0: then you're not second guessing anything. Yeah, yeah. Any and you way, have solid facts. Form, like, yeah. Mm, right. Okay. So the only other other person that I would even question in the top three is, and, and again, I'm not picking on you, Tony. I don't know. Or, it sounds like it. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> or are you rich? Because Rick, you had the Ohio. but Tony, where did you have cam
2: had her in first? What's it to you? You
0: you had her in first. And <laughs> the reasons you had her in first was because she beat who and who Tori?
2: No, it was had, who, who, and who there were three of them.
0: Who, who, and who I right. One of the ones you had was because she beat Tori in an elimination that didn't matter to Tori. The outcome didn't matter in any way, shape, or form. I've talked about this before. That elimination is a joke.
2: Tori wants to win
0: regardless. It doesn't matter no, what to her. No, she doesn't. Oh, okay, you never mind. Claim, had, You can't make that claim, Josh. You can't make that claim.
3: You don't Tory know Tori
0: has talked about this on other Then podcasts. why did she win the first round? She had nothing to make it look to good. Gain from this.
3: Then why did she, she win had the first nothing round? Nothing
0: to gain. She said at the end of the first round, when she was fighting with Cam, she gave it her all, and she ended up her arms were really, really sore. And then she realized that she had nothing to gain from this elimination, and
2: at that moment, no longer cared. So I have a question for you then: uh, Why were her arms sore? Um, was it the, from competing against Cam? Was, oh, okay. Was that
0: <laughs> Let, let's talk about let's talk about off-brand shows where Cam, who is a competitor, got embarrassed by Brooke Hogan, who's not an athlete in any way, shape, or form. No matter what anybody wants to say from her genes, because her dad is a steroid freak, she got beaten, pushed around by Brooke Hogan, who was. She didn't shape. have anything to fight
2: for. Yeah, she didn't have anything oh to gain from that.
0: God. Neither did Tori. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, <laughs> Josh, I mean, look, if we're going to get into debates, uh, I have a question. Why do you have Sarah Grayson ranked under Sarah Rice?
0: Why do I have her ranked under her?
3: Yeah. She's a winner. Yeah, she won. Again. And she had more elimination uh, wins that season. And, she uh, won and it was, they both were team finals. <laughs> like, it hard. doesn't make any why she, sense.
0: Why is she not even on your list?
3: Because individual seasons take priority to me over team seasons. That's why. Semantics. Well, I'm asking, a, I'm asking a very poignant question. You know, Sarah G and Sarah R are both on team seasons. Sarah G had more elimination wins than Sarah R did in that season. And she won her, her final. And Sarah Rice did not.
1: And she won a car. And a car.
3: Because and she drove as off into the doing, sunset in that Saturn Ion.
0: <laughs> as because I was doing my homework... It was a last-minute thing, and I, you know.
3: Okay, so either I, or. I know the answer to that, and that's because you told us in the beginning that it's – I mentioned Sarah G in the beginning. You added her on. My question is, is why do you have Laurel listed above Sarah R? Because they both finished the final in the same place, right? Second she place.
0: She embarrassed her partner who was a champion at that time.
3: Yeah, but Kenny's – all of Kenny's wins are, are team wins. They're not individual finals.
0: Okay. So, Kenny's nothing.
3: No, I'm not saying that. I'm just not saying he's
2: not top five. Laurel is. Not top. The only time he's been mentioned is in conjunction with Laurel tonight. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Because we don't like the controversy either. <laughs> well,
3: not only that, but, like, <laughs> if you poll, like, majority of fans and ask them who their top five is, very rarely does, Ke- does Kenny or his counterpart Kenny- ever make that list.
0: Yeah. Kenny and Evan – do sometimes make lists, and people are hesitant to put them on a list because of what comes with that. And because what comes with that is because of what happened, so people knock them down and basically embarrass you for even having them on the list because of that. Right. Performance wise, Evan and Kenny are badass. Had they not been stupid and continued. They would have even more wins. That's not even a debate. Johnny Bananas was mm. the worst of J E K. No, I, I actually he, have
1: to. I actually have to agree with you. And to be honest, if 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 Kenny, if the situation with Kenny and Evan never happened, taking away ruins and whatever may or may not have happened on that season, Johnny Bananas doesn't exist. If Kenny and Evan continue to play the game, absolutely, Johnny, and-
0: Johnny does not have seven wins. But, no. But didn't he it, he
1: wasn't even he was literally like bottom of the totem pole a worker ant for Kenny and Evan. Um and I I just I think that if Kenny and Evan had continued to play, Johnny would probably he might he probably have a couple wins. He'd be like a west well, a two he, or oh, three. Definitely. You know, two he had three already had runner.
3: two before they left. He won Island and then he won Rivals one. Again. Who did, who did, did he win
1: Island with, with?
3: Well, he won it with Kenny. Yeah, I know. But he Thank beat you. Kenny and, and he West. Got, he
1: got fucking carried that entire season. Uh, don't get
3: me wrong. I'm not I'm not arguing. And, and I personally think and Tyler s- carried him in Rivals 1, 2. Yeah, and same on But the nonetheless, room. he still had those two finals, two final wins. What, Kenny's got two? Or does he have three?
1: I believe Kenny has three wins.
3: I, it might be three. But I know Six. Evan's only got two, doesn't he? Correct. You know what I mean? So look, like would Kenny win more? Probably, yeah, I agree with that. Do I think Evan would? No, and that's I, I just I think Evan Evan gets carried in this debate a lot. Yeah, in, in my personal opinion,
1: I yeah. I was never super um super imp- impressed with Evan. So, um, so just to Evan's
0: confer- downfall is he has he does not have the brains. He got outsmarted by West, and yeah. West wasn't even really trying. Yes. To outsmart yeah. him. No,
3: that's true. That. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, like, I have I, I have no argument against Laurel at number one in, in your list or in Karina's list. And the real reason I didn't put Laurel there is the fact that I knew you two were probably going to have Laurel there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and to me, like I said, a final win means more. And with Amber B winning, that gave her the nod
0: to me. So I knew I was going to get harassed and beating down for my list because not everybody on my list won their rookie season. I did not pick winners. I picked people that won a whole lot of freaking dailies, made their self known, and made it to the final. And after that, made a name for themselves by repeating what they did their rookie season. Yeah, I went about my, my whole factor equation of what made my list wasn't what everybody else made their list off of, but it's different except for Karina's because we think alike, a lot. Well,
3: I mean, look, the one debate I have with you on it is kind of knowing your, your knowledge behind it is not having Jordan on your list. I think based on your criteria, Jordan probably outranks Miz, the Miz. Oh,
0: don't get me wrong, but Jordan... Jordan's rookie season and Mike's rookie season, Mike's been on longer. Um, but, you know, when you look at the whole picture, you have to put Jordan above Mike. There, That's not even a question. Yeah. But when it comes to the rookie seasons and everything involved, I, I put Mike up there for outside reasons as well. Because I've known Mike since day one. I followed every aspect of of his career and it was weighted in his favor. I'm not going
1: to (laughs) lie. It happens. It it, it happens. And, you know, to be honest, like to kind of touch on the the whole Jordan thing, for me personally, Jordan never even once crossed my mind when I was thinking about these rookies. I honestly feel like his – and that's not to say he didn't have a great rookie season because he did. Um, But I feel like his – his rookie season is overshadowed by his other seasons agreed because yep. he fucking kicked so much ass on his other three seasons. You and- know what I mean? So that's my only thing with his rookie season is I just feel like it gets overshadowed. Cause like, I I'll be honest, I didn't even think about it.
3: And to be honest, that's the same reason I didn't have CT CT's rookie yep. season in my top three is because You know, how do you, especially when he's got seven other seasons that rank higher to me?
1: Absolutely. You know what I mean? I had to put him in my honorable mention because it's CT. So I I have to mention CT and I couldn't justify for the same reason that you just said, I couldn't justify putting him on my three, like my one, two or three spot. Um, and that's why he had to go into my honorable mention, but it still is super impressive what he did because, you know, like literally almost every life shield that season he won. I think there was like two or three that he didn't win that season. And that was it. right. And that's
0: why he was on my, that's why he was my number three.
3: No, yeah. and I get it. I mean, that was just my reason behind it. So, like, here, running through this real quick. But so, I mean,
1: people could easily argue you're Johnny Riley at number and three. And that's
3: and that's what I was going to say is going through everybody's number three. Uh, Tony had Theo and Emmy. Um, I know Josh thinks they're rated criminally way too high <laughs> on this list. I think they're both rated criminally low. I
0: didn't say anything negative about Emmy.
3: No, no, no. I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying as far as where you make them Um, rookie-wise. Josh had CT and Sarah Grayson at their number three. Karina had Landon uh, and Tori Deal, and I had Johnny Riley and Cam. Um, I think my one debate with Tony on his is, to me, I think Emmy has a better rookie year than Tori and Cam. I agree. And that's my personal opinion. Um, I think they're all good. It's a good place. I just think their arrangement's a little bit out And to me, I think, once again, and this is just me, winning is the most important thing, obviously, in my list. So Turbo above Wes. But I think you could easily switch out Theo and Wes for that 2-3 spot. I really have no argument on that one. That's a coin flip. Um, Josh, with your list, um, I would probably put Sarah Grayson above Sarah Rice. Um, And then I'd probably, taking a look at it, I might – move Miz to number three and then bump landed into one CT to two, but otherwise it makes pretty good sense from what you were looking at. Uh, Karina with yours. Um, God, I almost feel like I almost feel like Ninja had a more impressive season uh, her rookie year over Laurel, but that's just probably recency bias because I haven't watched fresh meat two in a while. And I've watched war of the world's one, like within the last couple months.
1: And that's fair. That's, you fair.
3: know, but, yeah. but, you know, otherwise, we pretty much have a similar number one, which is Turbo. You know, we both have Turbo. And then as far as with Johnny Riley, I just threw him on there because it was different. And he was so close to being bananas and free agents. I was like, fuck it. That's a good rookie year. I'm going to throw that on there. And that's going to be different. And he never saw the elimination. So. Um, but I'm open to debate Look on this. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: real real quick just to touch on the whole like Ninja Laurel thing. Um I did actually go back and forth between those two for a minute. Um obviously uh personal bias did play in a little bit yeah. um because I I enjoy Laurel more than I enjoy Ninja. However, I still think that like with with Ninja with the Ninja Polly uh pairing there wasn't I don't know. I, th- I feel like there just wasn't as much of like a shock factor because, again, Laurel was paired with a champion and fucking made him look bad like all season, not just once, not just in the final, like all season, um, per- consistently performed even better than him and better than other like champions and stuff that were there. Um, whereas like I think maybe with Ninja, it just like it wasn't Because there was her partner wasn't a champion or anything like that, so there wasn't that same kind of comparison to make, and so I think that maybe that's why Laurel stands out a little bit heavier to me um, than Ninja does. But I mean, I guess when you break down like statistics, because I know that you're a numbers guy as far as like daily challenges won and stuff, I'm pretty sure that Ninja won. Like I know Kenny and Laurel won quite a few on Fresh Meat too. They won like three. I want to say three or four, day, two or three daily challenges. Um, but Ninja and Polly won quite a bit too. And if they didn't win, they were like always in the top three. So, I mean, I'll, I'll accept your debate, but well, I'm sticking by my list.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> and look, I really just brought up for debate. Honestly, I would rank Laurel above Ninja because I think – Part of Ninjas, um, the reason she did so well is because of how well she was connected with Polly and that connected her to other people that were in power in the house all the time. Right. Basically, Kara.
1: Well, and the format, too. You know what I mean? Like the format of War of the Worlds was, you know, it was set up to where your alliance, you know, could could carry you with fresh meat. If you lost, you went in.
3: And by the time they really started dominating, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, they had won, I think, one or two dailies, but by the time they started dominating, like, all the real previous champs had already been kicked, like, as far as Bananas, CT, um, Wes was, like, the last remaining one, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, I'm... Obviously, we're spitballing. It's late as shit. You know, <laughs> I we're
1: inebriated.
3: Yeah, and we've kept Tony up till I think was it three a.m. Your time, right now, buddy? Three o six at the moment.
1: Holy shit.
3: shit! Well, somebody's gonna get some good sleep tonight. Yep. But um, what's that a boot? Oh, <laughs> what? Josh had to hit his Here Canadian it. accent. <laughs> All right, so like. I'm surprised nobody had Amber B other than me listed.
1: I had so I had Amber B but I knew that you had Amber B so I took Amber B off.
2: Yeah, mine bounced around a little bit like I had if I if I'm 100% honest I think if Emmy if the season that just passed was Emmy's second season and she still played her first season the way that she played this one, she would probably have ranked above Tori. It was a matter of like I'm a diehard Dory fan and I have been like since dirty 30. So it was hard to put her behind Emmy, despite the fact that Emmy arguably had a stronger like rookie season. Um, But then like the preferential treatment started to come into play as well. I was surprised at myself with cam because I like cam, like cam's awesome, but I don't really can. She's, she's not one that stands out for me the same way that other people do. Right. So when I started like breaking down everything and looking at some of the eliminations, looking at the stats and things like that, it really started to to stack up in her favor. And I was kind of surprised, but to your point, Rick, like the reason that I didn't put uh, turbo higher was even though like he totally beasted the entire thing. It was almost like he was sort of playing a game that ran parallel to the rest of the house because he was such a like, dominant player and everyone was sort of scared of him to an extent of like actually going in against him. So they kind of left him alone sort of the way that like CT brings extra wallpaper that matches the rest of the house and just puts it in front of himself for the first three episodes (laughs) of season. And then he's just like, Hey, I'm still here. That's sort of what turbo did where like he was there. Everyone knew he was there, but no one really wanted to do anything about it. So He played the game well, but at the same time, he almost didn't get to play the game.
3: Yeah, no, I can understand that. Yeah, Yeah, because he was just it was he was a non-factor as far as elimination considerations.
1: Well, and I mean, and he was also, um, you know, for that first that first half of the season, you know, they were in those partnerships. And uh, Mm -hmm. he was with Nani, who, you know, we know has a great social game and plenty of alliances because she's been around. Fucking forever so yeah. you know that definitely helped play into it too, as well so
3: josh what's your excuse why didn't you have amber b on your list <laughs> the fuck bro right.
1: so again when you
0: ask me this same question over and over again and i tell you that necessarily winning your rookie season didn't factor into my decisions i'll answer it again when it comes to amber b and emily emmy Emmy was 4-0 in eliminations. People want to criticize who she went up against. Whatever, do whatever you want. But that's 4 times in a single season in your rookie season. Amber B went up against similar
3: um, I would almost competition here,
0: but yeah. Almost um, yeah, almost easier. Yeah. And, and and only 2 times. And she had CT in that final. So and From all to finish, CT yeah needed her to do was
3: run which she fucking left his ass it's not and like she, she,
1: and she did win right. that first checkpoint against Casey yeah. um, you right. know what I mean the running at the and, hill and, get the code and, and blah blah blah
0: and she got and she got to pick what she wanted to do and yeah. she picked to stay with Staying. CT yeah. and then the second thing CT won and CT picked to stay with her yeah. right. and then they won she finishes at the top But knowing CT and the vet move that he did, passed her to touch TJ first just to make sure. You never know. No questions. Um, (laughs) So you never know when it it comes when it comes down to it. I, I I look in. You know, you talk about your teams, and if it's weaker or better, you know, if she's partnering with anybody else in that final at any stage, she doesn't win. CT possibly does. So I, I, I factored that in and if I were to actually rank him dude, Emmy, Emmy killed it, the elimination up to the final Amber dude, it's, it's really close. And I, and I know we have this conversation ongoing conversation about Ricky of the year because they both performed in 2021 and that conversation is coming And we're going to include a whole bunch of other people when it comes to this conversation. Yeah. But you know, four and O looks a heck of a lot better than two and O and your partner in the final ways.
1: Well, and the daily wins too. Like Emmy had four daily wins and. Bamber had one, right? Just yeah. the one she won. with. The here's,
3: here's my argument against that. And we talked about this earlier is the strength, strength, the schedule, right? Like who yes. are you in that season against? And Amber in 37 in 36 is a lot stronger cast than they have in 37 to me. Fair. Like yep. the competition is way tougher in double agents to me than it is in spies, lies, and allies, because over half the cast right there is a rookie. You right. know what I mean?
1: And some of them have never even seen the show before.
3: Some of them don't even know who the fuck TJ is. <laughs> you know what I God, mean?
0: Well, yeah.
3: So that's where,
1: I, that's where... that's I, I, I
0: can see that. That's fair. Because
3: to me, the competition of the eliminations is like, I'll give a slight edge to Emmy in that, but the competition in the house gets a big edge to Amber and to be a rookie yep. there and to be on the lowest person on the totem pole and not only your you know, quote-unquote room alliance, but also the lowest person on the totem pole in the Big Brother alliance, which she basically wasn't in. Yeah. And she kind of, you know, floated the game in the beginning and then had to make her way through the end. Like, Well, and
1: her competition in the final, too. You know, Bamber, Bamber had some good competition in the yeah. final. You know, granted, Casey ended up going out with her knee thing, but she was going against Casey, Nani, and Cam, you know? And I know that everybody gives Nani her shit, but it's not like she's a complete fucking slouch, especially when it comes to you know, like running and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. um, you know, and same with Cam, you know, Cam struggles with swimming and stuff, but she can run. And even Tori's even, you know, confirm this with us that, um, you know, that Cam would run around with her or whatever on uh, War of the Worlds 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was saying that Cam was keeping up with her all the time, you know, when they would go on little runs and stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, I, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because it, it again, it kind of goes to what you what you value more it, you know, season performance or winning a final.
2: Yeah. So I was just going to say, like, I realized that I decided to answer my own question rather than answering the one that you actually asked me uh, about Amber, not being on my list. Um, I didn't pick her because I figured that somebody else would. And yeah. I just sort of made my list around the ones that I felt were most deserving, but also ones that I felt maybe in different places on people's lists or just not on people's lists at all.
1: Right.
3: So, yeah. And I, I wanted to say something before we go too far off in any one direction or another is, you know, kind of looking at this and, and after talking with Josh and Tony and you about this, like I, there are some adjustments I, I might make to my list if I'm not taking into consideration who else everybody else has, but just like the arguments that you guys have made, um, like, I think I would put like a really strong argument for, you know, maybe moving Sarah Grayson over to that third spot, even though it's a fucking team final. The fact that she went down to elimination five times and won, I don't know what how many dailies she won with that. I'm sure there were quite a few because they were on the winning team. um so she, i I would have a really strong argument for her uh, in in that third spot. and then, I still feel like it's a three-way tie between Ninja, Emmy, and Laurel for that number two. You know, it's 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 a different argument for each of them. You know, Laurel made her partner look bad and finished in a higher spot than than Emmy and uh, Ninja did. But Ninja won more dailies. You know, Emmy had a better elimination record. You know, so I think that's all debatable. I mean, to me, just. You know, and Amber B winning in a tough season, you know, I think that just kind of – that's a hard argument to really go against. But Yeah. Another then, thing that you
0: have to look at is um, Karina and I are basically the OG fans of the group here. Yeah. We, we've been watching it a lot longer than the <laughs> other two. So our list is biased to older competitors. Yeah. And that's why they're there.
3: Well yeah I and I get that but I also think that you guys hold a sentimental value right like it's hard for me to go like no matter what like I I don't think the the how long you've been watching matters. I think it's you hold on to a certain amount of sentimental value because Yeah. Obviously, because the Miz, who my number one guy was. You, well, yeah, because the Miz is important to you. And don't get me wrong, like I can go back and watch the Miz's episodes, but I don't have that same feeling towards him now because I have 2020 20 hindsight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I kind of look at that. Um, not to take anything away from him. It's just hard to build that emotional connection like you do with watching a season as it airs live
1: well yeah i mean and you know and even going to like you know me putting svetlana on my honorable mentions you know like a lot of newer age fans might go back and watch her on the duel and be like yeah okay she did all right but you know but in that day and age watching duel live she was impressive watching back now and you know comparing it to the type of competition and players that we have now no it's not it's not nearly as impressive but back then when it was happening it was impressive you know so it, it it's that too it's that difference of of time and how reality tv has grown and the challengers and the the quality of of competitors that we're getting on the show these days how that has grown you know so
2: yeah, and I I have a really weird lens to look at it through because I started with Total Madness and then I went back and I watched everything all the way forward again. So really, even though I've watched most of the seasons, I've actually spent the same amount of time with these people as far as like thinking about their games and how they played and everything like that. Um, the biggest example is actually Zach. I didn't recognize Zach when he was... Jenna's dickhead boyfriend who kept telling her to leave the game mm-hmm. in total madness. When I went back and watched Battle of the Seasons, because he oh, yeah. looks like Tarzan yeah. versus douchebag. Like, yeah, like scraggly beard, really skinny. Like, <laughs> so it took me about maybe two seasons with Zach before it actually clicked that it was the same person.
1: That's the same Zach. Right? Yeah.
2: Whereas everybody else had the experience of like seeing him on battle of the seasons and watching him just like have oh, a series yeah. of diminishing returns every time yeah. that he showed up on screen yeah so my like my list is mostly like newer seasons but it's because like they that's the like style of the challenge that i'm used to i've watched the older seasons and i appreciate the older seasons and like how everything is moved forward, but where I started is sort of not necessarily like the be all end all, but it's like my viewpoint and my measuring right. stick yeah. for it's the your measure. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And, it's your and, measuring stick to where you compare yeah. past and present.
3: And yeah. let's be honest, regardless of if you've gone through and binged over the last few years and caught up, or you've been watching since day one, um, it, we can all agree that the challenge prior to Fresh Meat 2 was a very different show than after Fresh Meat 2. Facts. And it's a very different level of competition too. I mean, because, don't get me wrong, there are some beasts back then, you know, The Miz, Landon, Wes, you know, CT, who's still in it. But back then, they also weren't bringing in Olympic athletes and actual Mm -hmm. professional wrestlers. And, you know, the competition is at a different level now. Not every single guy back then, you know, was built like a fucking brick house like they are now.
1: Well, and just, you know, overall physical shape and health is like more of a trend these days. So it's like, you know, every every guy that we get on the show now has a fucking six or eight pack and, you know, is out working out in the in the gym every day and you know what I mean. And that wasn't stuff that we saw back in the older challenges. Back in the older challenges, you know, you'd get like your regular everyday guy that, you know, doesn't even have a two pack and, you know, they go out drinking instead of going out to the gym. And, you know, it's just it's a completely different style. Yeah. Because
3: now. if Devin is on prior to Fresh Me Too in those earlier seasons, he wins multiple championships. He wins,
1: yeah facts
3: you know what i mean but he's in a situation you know where the competition is very steep and and that's not to take anything away from any of these competitors in previous seasons you know just like we can't blame people for you know twists and seasons that they have no control over we can't blame them on when they were casted True. they were casted at a certain time and they did what they could with that time
1: or on a team season or
3: yeah exactly i just in my personal uh opinion you know Winning on a team holds significantly less weight than winning individually. Oh,
1: I agree. I was just giving you shit. That's all.
3: No. Well, you know, I'm really surprised that Josh didn't have Corey Lay as his number one rookie.
0: (laughs) So, again, all right, here we go. I have a bunch of points to touch on real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The latest one Corey Lay. Again, only three episodes. Still one of the strongest three
3: episodes
0: the baddest i mean he made the bananas backpack look you know he carried three people as where ct only carried one um but anyways Wait. when we talk about older ones, older in, com- you got to take in the weight of i'm sorry bananas what? ego too okay so we're we're really gonna compare ct carrying
1: bananas to we're Corey really gonna carrying we're, we're really gonna compare three people we're really going to compare going from a sitting position to standing to use his and feet walking compared to scooting your butt and dragging. That's not being able not carrying to use more than power. Dragging
0: and you being able to use your legs generates more power and more strength than able to use your freaking butt and just pull. Yes, I will compare. Being able to do those drills, I have done similar drills. And if I'm able to stand up, i.e. Nelson versus Kyle, Nelson only won one round because he had to get up off his butt because it's much easier to stand up and win an elimination like that than it is to do it the way Corey did it. Those are facts. Now, to touch on your other points, when you go back in the day and talk about, oh, they didn't have six packs, the only person back in the day that really didn't have one was Big Easy, and we saw okay, what
3: happened that's, to him. That's when incorrect. you talk about 100% CT landing,
0: the Miz.
3: okay, what and
1: that's you? it, and that's <laughs> it.
3: Cyrus, did he have a six pack? No.
0: Okay, Cyrus
3: let's
1: no let's let's pull it up let's do this because i 1000 fucking percent my phone's about to die wrong oh my phone is not even about to die don't even worry i got don't worry
2: she charged it earlier i saw her yep i'm at 70 percent you
3: better plug it in so you don't get disconnected oh no
2: seven
0: percent we're done
1: (laughs) facts that is not even all right John so Brennan did not have a three, did not have any kind of a six pack. Only Sean competed Duffy. in one season. I, still doesn't matter. I'm just saying, <laughs> like Sean Duffy um, wasn't
0: out of shape. Yes, he didn't have a six pack, but he wasn't out of shape.
1: But I'm just saying, um, Noah, Nathan Blackburn, Jason Cornell, um,
3: Theo Theo Vaughn.
0: At uh, that time was
1: Dan not out Seltzer, of shape. Um,
3: yeah, but you're compared out of tech. shape and in shape like Joss are very different themes.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm so saying. We talk about Devin. We talk about Kyle because Kyle doesn't have a six-pack and he makes a final. Devin doesn't have a six-pack and he makes a final. Ct yeah. was I'm not, body no, I'm not
1: I'm not saying that you can't make a final, I'm saying that. Today in the house, out of 30 competitors, there are more people in that house who are gym focused than there would have been 20 seasons ago.
3: And that's a fact. Uh, Even uh, even
1: Even just society overall is more gym and health focused today than we were 10 years ago.
2: Nellie's camp oh! would have closed down due to attendance from seasons one to 15.
3: Yeah. The, how many, yeah.
1: how many shots did
3: you see of people working out in the house?
1: Like never. And that's like always never. Mark
3: long was considered the most badass motherfucker because of how good of shape he was in. Cause exactly. he was an anomaly for it.
1: Yeah. And he still but,
3: is. He still is. And I'm not arguing yeah, that he is, but I'm just saying like, if you were to take, you know, a majority of the male rookies this year, majority of males that were on this season this year and look at the shape that they're in compared to the majority of males on the first season of the challenge, I'm willing to bet you that the males on this season could run longer, have better endurance, could lift more weights. Yeah. They were in better overall shape. Now I'm not saying that, that it doesn't mean that they're going to win more finals because there's more than that goes into winning a final than just being in good shape.
1: Well, and even being in good shape and having all those muscles can, can go against you in exactly. a file. We saw that with Zach. We saw it with, with CT. CT. Exactly. Yeah, especially so, when you're at higher altitude. Yeah. You know? I'm just saying
3: if you take Devin though, because of the type of gameplay there was back then and you take Devin and you put him in those first 10 to 15 seasons, he's, been he's a, a top tier player in a multiple, t- multiple times.
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah,
3: that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it.
1: He, I, I think he, I, I think
0: I don't know about it multiple, but I could tell me he couldn't win back two. Then?
3: You he couldn't win two. He could have been on two teams that won champions with Landon. Yeah, he could have been on Landon's team and in, in, in fucking <laughs> what was that Inferno two.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay,
3: you know what I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, with that being said, guys.
1: Yeah, let's go
2: to bed.
3: Three yeah.
1: hours, guys. I
3: think we're going to call this a wrap on this debate because we can keep this going all night.
1: We could literally uh, debate rookies. All With night.
3: that being said, um, you know, it looks like Turbo's the clear winner as the best rookie of all time. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: <laughs> you're about of, to start the debate. Two all of over us again. have him oh. as the
3: number one rookie, and then someone else has him as the number two rookie. Yeah. So the combined and votes, and then two people don't even have him on the list. No, just one person. That's you. Oh, the smart one. Okay. So you're telling uh, you're saying Karina's not smart, huh?
1: Don't worry about it. We're gonna take a poll again and see uh see who's top three. Go to our IG. We're gonna oh, have shit. a poll up. We're yeah, gonna have no. a poll up. Who's top three do you agree with more?
3: Even though we've got to call this a wrap you guys can always continue this debate and we wanna hear who's your guys's top three rookie performances for men and women all time. Let us You already know, know I
0: got Corey Lay's vote, so that counts as like twenty. <laughs>
3: like I said earlier I'm surprised Josh didn't list Corey Lay as his number one rookie performance of all Utah now
1: he's not gonna vote for you
3: one two and three you wanna bet on that Corey (laughs) number three spot was episode one of Corey number two is Corey's second episode and number three is Corey's third episode
2: (laughs) the best Corey Lay season uh, rundown (laughs) right
3: (laughs) that's next episode tune in as we break down all three episodes of Corey Lay (laughs)
1: <laughs> Josh is like yes
2: <laughs> Josh is going to be over prepared
1: finally and, right and yeah finally Josh with so many notes
3: <laughs> and then immediately following I don't that, even need a go ahead like and right launch here. In. and then right after that we're going to immediately launch into my season 40 best of the best again
0: <laughs> so one one thing I just want to touch on because we are talking about Corey Lay right now um, we've talked about in the past that he's he, you know he's receiving some hate uh, the last few days people are constantly berating him saying that his 700 tweets a day are just for a callback I mean when we talk about Twitter back in the day it's like most of the time you looked at it you were on the toilet or you were talking about what you were going to go eat for lunch for lunch and people were talking about Chipotle people were talking about this and that so Corey is all about being involved He, I mean, he not only responds to people, he talks on their on their post. He retweets. He responds to people. It's not just about him just throwing out a hundred freaking different tweets on his own
1: and ignoring his fans Um, like some people, because there is a lot of interaction
0: with Corey on there. So to say that it's just for a callback is 100% false. It's it, it may or may not have something to do with it, which, you know, anybody who's been on the challenge, your interaction and putting stuff out there and getting the involvement has a lot to do with it. And we see it when people have so many followers, like before All-Stars, um, there was a big call out for Nehemiah and I got on board with this and I was talking with Nehemiah via Instagram Messenger about wanting to get his followers up. And I told him the advice that I gave him was look at Wes, look at his involvement, look at his social media, his followers. Have Wes send out a message on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hey, go follow my guy, Nehemiah. He wants back in. And look where that went. I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but that was a suggestion from day one that I gave him. Right. And look where he's at now. He's... On all-star season two. He's on back-to-back seasons. He's back involved. He wants yep. to be around. So people who want to berate challengers for wanting to get a callback, that's what you're here for. Leave I, you him know the what? fuck alone when it comes to that.
1: Yes. And you know what? I, that's exactly, I just, yes. That's the fucking point. Like, I just, I don't understand what people don't get about it. Like, the point is to get a fucking callback. Like, if you're not trying to get called back by your fucking job, then there's something wrong. Like, you are not lifing the correct way. Okay. Like, I just, I don't get that. The fucking point is to get some, is to get callbacks. And I'm sorry, but everybody's like favorite fucking people, they all do this shit. Okay, and like this kind of touches and I I know that we have, you know, some Amanda fans on the team and and in the group and, you know, on the page or whatever. I know that Josh has (laughs) officially renounced his uh, his Amanda (laughs) fandom ship following the reunion. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on is her whole like, you know, she's always going after people, Theo and and Emmanuel and whatnot. Like, oh, you're trying to get a call back. You're trying to bitch. What are you doing every time you pop off at the mouth on Twitter? You're trying to stay relevant and get a call back. Like, that's what everybody does. That's the point. Like, so I don't know, man. I think it's pretty shitty that Corey gets is getting so much shit right now. I think the point is to get a fucking call back. Like, obviously, he wants to go back. Why is that such a bad thing? Like, why is that a bad thing? Why is that supposed to be a negative thing? I don't get it. Exactly.
3: And just to echo that even more is like, especially it pisses me off when I see it with Emmanuel. it's like, how are you going to talk shit about him wanting a callback? Of course, he fucking wants a callback. He's from Romania. He's doing everything he can to get to this country because that's his dream.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
3: like- why are you going to fault a guy for doing whatever he can to make his dream come true? Yeah. I'd be on there online every day, starting shit with every single castmate. I'd start shit with Tori, even though he's dating her ass. Yeah. You know, any or was is whatever the fuck ever. It don't matter. But like, I would talk shit with everyone. I would do whatever it took to get a call back because at the end of the day, they did know why they're doing this.
1: Yeah.
2: That's the thing with like with Corey in particular, like I, he's one of my favorite rookies from this season because not only was he an absolute beast on the show but i have had several interactions with him where like i've gone back and forth with him on twitter or josh and i have gone back and forth with him on twitter just like random nonsense but for people who are fans that's huge because not everybody had like twitter is sort of that platform where it bridges the gap like facebook you're friends with the people that you're friends with Twitter, you're able to talk to anyone and you're able to make those connections and you're able to have those conversations and like power to them for having those conversations. Because if you put out the positivity, then somewhere along the line, no matter how much negativity is also there, the positivity is coming back. And like, I would argue that what he needed to do for a callback is the performance that he gave on season 37. Like that's, That was his, like, that's his calling card. Everything that he's doing on Twitter now is like, it's fan service in the best possible way because he's actively engaging with the people who are supporting him. And that's going to grow his fan base.
3: Well, exactly. And that's the thing is like at the end of the day, um, I think the cast members have become very much aware that it is increasingly important for these people to have a large following on their social media because that helps bring fans into the show. And by Corey doing that, he's increasing his following because more people are talking about Corey than have ever talked about him before. And so whatever he's doing, he's doing the right thing. And fuck, man, I hope he keeps it up because I think he is going to be a force to reckon with in this show. And I want to see him compete against some of these other guys. And, you know, at the end of the day, I would much rather see someone like Corey Lay or emmanuel or logan these guys that are actually out here competing then when we get fucking uh, you know people like J- not jay from survivor but jay from what was that rivals three that was with jenna is that the battle right battle of the exes battle of the X's, yeah. yeah or or you know half of these other guys that you're just like what the fuck like and i hate to say it this way but like Josh, you know, like not these last seasons because it feels like he's put the work in and he wanted to be there. But in those Mm -hmm. first two seasons, like war, the world's one and war, the world's two. He just felt really out of place. Right. Yeah. And and that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at is like, I'd rather see someone that has a legitimate chance of beating anybody out there. And I think Corey lay is one of those guys and he deserves a spot and a chance to, to to come out to improve it. Bingo bongo. Great success. Well, guys, do you guys have anything else you want to add?
2: Um, nope. No, I just I would just like to point out that like if you look at how we all started off and how we all made our lists and how we all sort of quantified everybody, we had a lot of overlap, which proves that the people that keep getting mentioned over and over again, no matter what the specifications are it's pretty clear that they're some of the top rookies who have had, like, their rookie season on the challenge. Exactly. Absolutely. That's why Turbo's the number one rookie.
3: Oh. Eat it, Josh. Except for Mike. <laughs> Eat it, Josh. Turbo's number one.
1: Oh, my gosh. Dude, it's it's,
0: it's hard. Much. It's hard to argue. But, you know, he also didn't have to face an elimination. Fear factor was definitely <laughs> involved definitely played in it. that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, when you're really good at the game, you don't have to go into elimination. So
0: <laughs> Right. Oh. So we 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 come to find out the only way that you can beat him is to get inside his head. Hens copy his walk. Cop-
3: copy
1: his walk, yep. yeah.
3: Hence why Jordan is a goat.
1: Facts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so before uh Rick um closes out for the night, I know that uh we've kept everybody a little longer than we originally planned, but this was a really good conversation. I had a lot of fun with it, but I did want to throw a quick um, reminder out to everybody. So today, uh, January 11th um, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 5 p.m. Pacific time on Talik Monroe's IG, Polly Marlin and Talik are going to be having a mental health check-in um, just to kind of have an open dialogue Um, discussion about um, mental health, specifically, um, I believe Marlon said it was specifically kind of to focus on men, and uh, just kind of do a whole mental check in open dialogue. Um, So make sure you guys go and check that out. And then kind of echoing what Rick said, I know he mentioned it at the beginning. uh, But just a quick reminder, we just released our interview with tech uh, two days ago. So if you have not heard that yet, Go listen to it. It was so much fun. We laughed. We laughed so damn hard. We were crying. Like, it was honestly one of the most fun interviews I've ever done in my entire life. So make sure you guys go catch that one.
3: Bingo. Anybody else want to promote anything while we're on it? Wow. Okay, I'll hit it then. Guys, go follow Corey Lay on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) Give him some support. He's a hell of a guy.
1: You know what? No, yeah. Go follow him on Twitter and go, like... For you know, every time you see somebody being an asshole, just say something positive to them. You don't have exactly. to. Exactly. You don't have to fight with the assholes and the trolls. Not nah, just for every time you see some hate being thrown, send some love.
3: Bingo! That's it right there. Nose goes yeah. and nose goes for love. With that being said, guys, I want to thank Tony for hopping on the podcast with us. I know <laughs> we're a bunch of lunatics, and you handled us well. So, <laughs> welcome to the jungle. Um, My pleasure. For myself, Ricky Hayes For my beautiful wife, Karina And for the one, the only, the argumentative Joshua motherfucking
0: Chambers
3: (laughs) Guys It's good Thank you you guys so much for tuning in We really do appreciate it And to quote one of my favorite sportscasters, Bomani Jones Go ahead and rate us five stars If you rate us anything less, I'm inclined to think that you're a hater (laughs) With that being said, guys Thank you guys so much for tuning in Good night. Good night
0: See ya Bye.